0: What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We have our 2023 IPF Worlds Preview. And this is arguably the deepest roster IPF Worlds has ever been. And we start with the females. And in my opinion, this is the most talented roster of females we have ever seen in the IPF. So many compelling battles, all the way really from 47 to 84 plus. And it's not always that you get... This many compelling battles, storylines, really close head-to-head matchups. Steve, Salon, and I give our predictions, give our hot takes, give our analysis and what was a very fun Twilight's episode. So we have the females on this, and then the next episode is the males. They're going to be released at the same time, but just so you know what you're listening to, uh, this is the female installation, so we decided to start with them. So four hours of IPF Worlds preview taking you right up to Sunday when the action starts. Make sure you are subscribing to Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating on both. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, go to TwoWhiteLights.com, Subscribe there and get yourself some merchandise. Check out the shop. We have tons of drops. We have those Two White Lights University tees. We have a restock and a Steve After Dark. Unfortunately, it's our highest-sold... T-shirts. Uh, it's fortunate. It's a great shirt. Steve's a great guy, but still, you know, I, I would I would love it. hey, we also got those uh two white lights PR City shirts that's still available as well. Not as many, but you know, we haven't had the restock yet. So make sure you guys are getting those. Use all athlete codes that we got, and without further ado, here it is. Two white lights.
1: Oh baby, I like it blue. Yeah, baby, I like it blue.
2: shimmy y'all, shimmy y'all, shimmy y'all, Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on a natural charge, on voyage. Yeah, from the home of the Dodge and
1: Brooklyn squad.
2: Blue tank, killer he's on the swamp. Oh, Rain on oh, oh, your college ass, this yeah. do For you to even touch my skill. You gotta go oh, to one killer bee and he ain't yeah. gonna kill now. Chop that down, pass it all around. Lyrics get hard, quick.
0: And as promised, we are here, and we are going to deliver an IPF Worlds preview, and I gotta say, even though this is gonna be a long night, better than last year. Can we all agree there?
1: Yeah, doubling yeah. up last year, that was that was really, because we had to do, I don't know how many recordings we had to do, because Nationals took us two times, and then did Worlds take us twice? I don't know. It that felt was that way. It felt like it was yeah. twice. I don't know. Like, that was the most recordings in like a week and a half. Yeah. And I was losing my voice, so yeah, this won't be near as bad. It's I mean, this is the deepest IPF Worlds has ever been, so it's gonna be a good a good one to go over. We got a lot of cool battles. Uh I mean, uh I first for the first time ever am super excited that I have a stake in it and have to hide some things on an IPF Worlds uh preview show. So You fell into and Salata oh, yeah. can get mad Salata can get mad at me for not saying anything. Even though Salada... Uh, uh, uh follow my lead on some of it
2: <laughs> can I say
1: so, what you... so solana solana knows a little bit because of close friends uh i don't Was- Scar, yeah wascar uh i mean he hasn't hit anything so i mean we can be pretty open on wascar i'll probably even give predictions there because i mean he, he's been pretty pretty open what he's trying to do natalie's been a little bit more uh under the radar but i'll i'll hint at what we can talk about but okay yeah i'm excited uh but it's gonna be a good one i think we're we're gonna start unless anyone's got anything i said we're gonna start with the women well
0: yeah Well, first thing because i know we're gonna start getting into it congratulations solana on a fantastic meet at carolina prime time the first time i've seen you get really hyped for a meet i didn't know you had that energy in you that was angry and scary so if you guys want to watch that uh the, the initial setup for that squat video, I've never seen you do that. So congratulations, great meet. Thank you very much. Fell good. You are very welcome. Yeah, fantastic meet Carolina Primetime. Don't have a recap, but Solana won. And Petrie, did and <laughs> Petrie did some things too. Petrie did some things. Daniel Morris did some things. Uh
1: Lady died
0: did some things. But Solana won.
1: It helps Solana win more by going to her stories and making sure to click the link and vote for her. Yeah. Make sure you guys do that.
0: Make sure you guys do that. Maybe, Maybe along with this episode, we'll post it as well. But yeah, so starting with 47 kilos and also just a great weight. I love the 47 kilo weight class now because you get to start off IPF World's with a really, really good matchup. And it was kind of the same thing with Powerlifting America. You have 47, you have Heather Connor for Jess, and then now at IPF Worlds, you have Tiffany Capone, who's a defending world champion, won IPF Worlds last year on total points. Uh, and you get to throw in two fantastic American lifters and a good supporting cast. And it's always good to start off the show with a bang. You know, wrestling does it all the time. The UFC does it. Get a really exciting matchup, usually in a lightweight division as well, to get the people into it. And yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this one because Heather Heather Counters making me more excited because her training's looking very good
1: right now. I mean, key thing here. I was gonna say key thing here. You kind of alluded to it. This class is five lifters deep mm-hmm. of what we're gonna discuss of top three. We've never had more than really two that was really in kind of like the conversation. We Obviously, there was top three people, but like it was always like uh, Heather and Tiffany or uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the person Heather used to battle with. Uh, I think she was from one of the uh, Asian countries. Yeah, she uh, was. I might be completely yeah, wrong on that. Yeah, yeah we're what? blanking on that one. i she's feet. a legend. Legitimately, we're going to talk about Tiffany, Jessica, and Heather. If any of them slip, there's two more. That could get top – I mean, used to be 400 kilos was like the pinnacle of the 47-kilo weight class. And there could plausibly be – yeah, so plausibly there could be five women who could total 400 kilos. Mm-hmm. And again, that used to be like – that would win. That was like far and away the best uh, 47-kilo lift in the world with Heather Connors doing that, kind of one of the first ones to do it. Yeah, this is a deep one. This is a really deep class this time.
2: So, starting out, we all saw Tiffany Chapone at Sheffield, where she broke squat world record. Tried to break the bench world record, missed it twice, and then came out with a good deadlift. So overall, still had a very good day. And obviously, she's looking; she's still looking like the strongest overall in the weight class. But the thing with Tiffany is she, her attempt selection there's some misses. And so this is really a deep enough class where if there is enough misses, someone else could really sneak in there. Um, but I did see a 425 gym total, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and so it's looking like her training's at, at minimum she's where she was. Plus it looks like she's hitting the lifts that she missed, especially that bench press. Uh, she missed a 220 or 219. I believe I saw 214.5 in training. So we'll see what she actually hits there. And then you just alluded to it earlier, Angela, like Heather Connors training's on fire, right? So we saw that 440 deadlift, which I'm like, people in my weight class are doing that, but okay. So we saw a 440 deadlift from Heather, which is absolutely insane. And what's exciting to me is like her bench press is going up a good amount. And even though it's definitely not like the top of the weight class or anything for a bench press, I've never seen all of her lifts kind of going up at once. I feel like I see bench press, I see, I see deadlift take a big jump, and as so like bench kind of be sort of stagnant and squat. But right now, bench is still building as well. I saw 181 by two, but her her last comp, her best was 176. So that's definitely increasing a lot. But with Heather, too, I we know travel problems have happened, you know, on meet day at international meet sometimes. Um, that can like get in the way. So we'll see what happens this year with Good Travel, but I do want to see if she can really pull out that deadlift on the international stage, like okay. the best she's ever hit. Okay,
0: I know all right, all right. I know the struggle was there last year. She was not beating Tiffany Capone. Tiffany Capone was the reason why she lost last year. Tiffany Capone was on another level at IPF Worlds last year, and yeah, like of course, no adversity going into the meet would be great, but Tiffany Capone was a was a freight train last year. Like, I really don't think a whole lot of people in the world – I mean, really, I mean, when I'm saying a whole lot of people in the world, on that day, could it be Tiffany. And that's every weight class because she won best overall lifter at IPF Worlds last year. I know it was an unfortunate circumstance, but I do think that takes a piss a little bit out of her win by constantly, like, bringing that up. But, like, that, and that's what I'm looking at right now is Tiffany. Tiffany has shown some weakness, but – you brought up the missed attempts at Sheffield. I think those attempt selections don't happen at IPF Worlds because you're not competing for a point formula. You're trying to win on total to win another IPF World Championship, and they get another chance to compete at Sheffield. That's the golden apple. That's the golden ticket. So I think attempt selections will be sharpened up this year. Um, but, I mean, if we do see a repeat of hard lifts on the platform and miss execution, Jessica is a person who can sneak in there along with uh, Heather. And Jessica is another one of those freight trains. You know, Tiffany, young lifter, having fantastic year last year, uh, has kind of built that momentum since. Jessica is kind of that same lifter. It wasn't too long ago on Two White Lights where we briefly alluded to her at the H-Town Showdown going over 500 dots, 500 Wilkes, saying she's a person who can definitely beat Heather. Fast forward a year, beating Heather beating Heather convincingly and a person who I still think is making progress and is um, still competition young, but competition poised. Like every competition I've seen her do, her age doesn't seem to get the best of her or lack of experience get the best of her. She seems to execute very well. So uh, going into this, I know Heather's training is awesome, but Jess beat her pretty convincingly at nationals.
1: Oh, I'm going to disagree with one thing there, Angelo. Tiffany's attempt selection hasn't been great historically. Uh, last IPF World, seven for nine. Silent Worker meet four for nine. Arnold was five for nine. Euros was five for nine, and Sheffield was five for nine.
0: At any of those, hasn't meets been th- great.
1: At any of those, I mean, I I would say
0: yeah, attempt selection is. Needs definite with, work and those things, but I think IPF Worlds, you're just kind of forced to be smarter.
1: But I mean, she went, she was a little bit smarter, but she, I mean, she's never had a meet even at IPF Worlds that she's really been great with the attempt selection. I, I'm saying that, and I'm going to say that Tiffany, I think, is the heavy favorite because what I feel like I see Tiffany do, like right now, she's doing basically what she did at Sheffield 160, 95, 170. Uh, for her three lifts over and over and over, no problem in training. She did the same thing. Like, honestly, when I looked at her her training, it was literally kind of those numbers every single time. And she's crushing them. She makes a big weight cut, though. I mean, they were pretty, pretty open on the stories going into Sheffield about how much they were in that sauna. And I feel like they tend to use what they do in training to gauge their attempt selection, not factoring in that. But with that said, her second attempts usually is going to be a 425 to 430 total. That's going to be incredibly hard to beat. Yeah. And the, the one interesting thing is is Tiffany likely has a shot at a chip on squat. Tiffany, and especially Jessica, Jessica maybe even more so, has a chip on bench maybe with the world record. And then Heather could have a chip on deadlift. So they've all got chips. That makes it very interesting there. And it kind of comes down to I, I pretty much expect Tiffany to go like 425 to 430 and probably go 6 for 9 or 7 to 9. I mean, she tends to overreach a lot, especially on her her third-attempt squats and her third-attempt benches. Um, and we got to see, Heather obviously has not had a great meet in a while, indicative of her training. Her training's going exceptional right now. Uh, I mean... I believe she's hit a 440 deadlift or at least a 435 deadlift before. So I don't think that's overly new. The the new thing is bench. But lately, I mean, I think she was benching around usually like 176 in training and then in some meet time she benched around like 154 to 159. There's one caveat. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe this is bad journalism. Uh, I don't know if she's coaching herself or she has a new coach, but she's not tagging her prior coach in her training. Which – new coach – yeah, is she with Kedrick? Oh, I think it is Kedrick. Kedrick was her nutrition coach, but I, I was wondering if Kedrick is now programming for her as well. Uh-oh, my, guys. My thought of bringing that Uh-oh. up is I've wondered.
0: It's I, it's, all, the, all the parties being mentioned right now can make an Instagram story. That's all I'm saying. So just get I, get I ready for it. I alluded
1: bad journalism. I'm not <laughs> it, sure. It doesn't matter. I just say <laughs> that I believe. So, Solana, you are sure that there is a new coach in some capacity i am not that's all i need to know i don't i don't know who it is there is a new coach in some capacity obviously heather's been pretty vocal about issues that have ever arisen in past meets but i also wonder how much there was an issue with peaking because like i said bench even even it was what pa nats last year which i don't think there was necessarily an issue going in that bench just kind of wasn't, a, wasn't great. And uh, it kind of gives me a little bit of uh, optimism in the sense of a new approach possibly to peaking all three of her lifts because I don't think she cuts a lot. Like I can't blame it like on Tiffany of like some of her lifts kind of coming down and I expect it to come down because of a big cut. I don't think Heather cuts. So mm. I feel like there's been something consistently off in possibly how the peaking process is going about. So I'm optimistic that she could possibly bring those numbers to the platform in a better light than she has been recently, especially as well as if the other variables are in play. So I think we'll come back. I'm going to, we're going to come back to them in a second. I do want to bring up Vicky and R Lee, I think is how we pronounce it. Uh, I'm not even going to try Vicky's last name. We nope. win. And then Vicky, Vicky, if you want to DM us and let us know how to pronounce that, I do not want to butcher it. Um, those are the other two that very, well, could get into that 400 kilo range. Vicky coming from Australia, Arlie coming from Canada. They both just competed recently, uh, or, or more REL competed recently at CPU Nats, where I think she totaled, it was 397 uh 860 I, i've got all pounds in this so 860 whatever that comes out to be and then vicky competed in australia last year has some really good lists there the big question mark is that they can kind of uh find their way into that top three and that really is going to be based off of the fact that i don't think tiffany slips and is totaling only 400 kilos i legitimately think tiffany's floor is probably like 420 it's what does jessica and heather do do they push too much to try and reach tiffany do they have some issues i mean they're obviously traveling i mean I'm just going to caveat it here real quick. I'm kind of getting long-winded. I'm going to caveat it here. If anyone tells me that a European lifter is having to travel internationally for this meet, this is like going from, like, Illinois to Texas in the U.S. And hey, you wouldn't say they're traveling internationally. Like, Steve, Europe is so close together, most of these people are traveling two or three hours. Hey,
0: different yeah. food, different all these things, the uh, things that you want to bring up. It's it's the whole thing, man. It's just it's, it's, it's Malta. It's not foreign. Belarus. There's it's, it's there's forward. It's all possible foreign. War
1: going on. uh I do know for a fact there is is places that you can go to to easily get accessible food, somewhat like London. London, you know, London was it? Yeah. It's not going to be as easy as London. Well, I don't know if they were staying in London, but for Sheffield, was very populated. You have places you can go. Either way, Jessica and Heather are traveling. Tiffany pretty much isn't. She's doing what would be considered in the U.S. as just like traveling across states uh so that is a factor uh jessica hasn't been really sharing much she has shared some on close friends but i don't even know she's been posting all of her top stuff on that and i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna out the stuff i have seen but training's look been looking really good i I frankly think jessica and heather both have the top end for about 420 or so Mm. uh, in that area it's can they bring that all together with all the variables and frankly, I think Tiffany might need to slip up a little bit for them to also sneak in. Because like I said, I think Tiffany's floor is 420, and I find Heather and Jessica probably at that ceiling around 420. Yeah. I think
0: that's fair. Um, yeah, and I'm going to uh, uh, you know, uh, get the question to both of you. Do you think it's just Tiffany Chapone to lose? If she goes yes. nine for nine, game over.
2: If
1: she goes six for so, nine, I think uh, game over. <laughs> depending on Yeah, her frankly, if she, okay. if she goes if she goes nine for nine, she might go four forty. Okay, based wow. off of past well, that's what I'm alluding. That's what
0: I'm to is because when you talk about that and you start getting into a lifter having to like, if you say it's six for nine, it's game over. That's in my in my book a heavy favorite, a really heavy favorite. If somebody. Because you don't really say that with a whole lot of weight classes, right? If if a person goes six for nine, seven for nine, it's usually reserved for like the John Hacks and the um, uh, Taylor Atwoods, if or uh, Priscilla Beauvoir. If if they if if they don't hit, uh, if they can just hit their second attempts, they win. Like that's you're usually reserved for someone quite good.
2: Yep, yep I, agree. I agree. agree with you. Cool. Um and uh, just like you oh Okay, I was gonna talk about a little bit more about Vicky. Just like you were saying, like if it's Tiffany's to lose, it truly is like if Jess or Heather slip up, I really can see Vicky or, or I forgot Ariel. I think it's Ariel. Arlie Arlie, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, girl. Um <laughs> slipping in to a podium position of potentially like a third place because their numbers are looking pretty good and I saw Vicky, I saw her squat at 325. It was, like, RP10, <laughs> but that would definitely boost her up if she could actually hit that on the platform. And then I just see, like, a 353 deadlift overall and then a pretty big jump in her bench at 204. So, no, hold on. Nope, sorry. 182 by 2, but I predicted her at 204 from something else as off. Well. Um, but, anyway, her and then R. Riel posted a 405 deadlift a month ago and i was like that's a pretty big jump from what she had in the past so it just looks like the train's going really really well so again if just if heather just not having a great day we could see a podium with some people we may not have expected
1: yeah oh, yeah for just sure. to go back to your point about tiffany being the heavy favorite is if we're taking if, if heather can replicate a lot of her best gym lists I don't think she's posted a big squat from prep. I saw a 297 squat that was like 8 RPE-ish, but I think she, she squatted 314 in the past. So if we take 314. She benched 181 for two. Uh, pauses were a little little short, but let's say she can hit 187. Give her 187, and then she hits that 440 deadlift that was like RP 10. That's a 941 total. That's still less than what Tiffany did at Sheffield on not a great day. So mm-hmm. it's possible. I don't want to say it's not possible. I, I think both Jessica and Heather have the top end to just get right at where Tiffany was at Sheffield. But if she can improve upon that at all, which I think she can, based on how her training's going, it's just it's just going to be tough. It's going to be really tough.
0: Yeah. Uh, Heather, Heather has the advantage, though, of having the big pull. Like She can put 450 on the bar and be like, all right, let's see if she can do it.
1: Well, literally um, whenever she needs, because it's probably going to be – she's going to have the chip on dead list. Yeah. So she could literally put the exact number on, and I'm, I'm sure she will. Uh, bar, I mean, if she hits list prior, maybe she's pulling in the second. But if she has a chance for first, I'm sure she's going to try and pull in the first.
0: Yeah. She's one of those freaky pullers that if you put something on the bar, it's like, all right, well, it could possibly happen. You, we don't know. And also the standard is crazy, because I remember – the internet losing their minds after 400-pound deadlifts, and now it's into the mid-fours on what you could possibly do. It's, uh, you know, one of those great progression in the sport type of things. Um, really quick, I just want to say this, because I like to throw these in every IPF World's previews, and it's, I like to call this powerlifting stereotypes, and the French hold a lot of them. You know what the French love to do so much, aside from super low-bar squats and, I mean... I was going to say massive weight cuts. They love posting about their weight cuts. No country loves posting about their weight cuts more than the French. It's like, hey, here's how I'm going to cut a shit ton of weight. Everyone must see it. Here's a story post, and here's a post. And I'm like, interesting that you guys always post that. Possibly you can go up another weight class, but I don't know. Because... Might as well just post the big weight cut. I mean, afterwards, you can maybe put that into the point. Like, big weight cut. That's where you see six for nine, seven for nine. Just uh, just an observation on my end. Ready to do some predictions, or yeah. we good?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I'll go first. To no surprise, I've got Tiffany in first. Uh, I'm taking Jessica second. So we didn't we didn't cover a lot of her stuff because again I don't know how much I'm supposed to say because I saw some of it on close friends mm-hmm. but I think what I will say is I think it's very possible that she's around like if she has a, a really good day a four I mean I think, I think she was 408 at PA Nats and it was not a perfect day um, I think she was coming in with some aches and pains uh, going to that meet I think 420 is very doable she's gonna pull before Heather. And just the scenario I have in my head is I think Tiffany's going to be out in the lead. I think Jessica and Heather are going to be pretty close. And Heather's going to likely take a shot that she needs to maybe win. And it's going to be a little bit out of reach, which is going to leave Jessica in second and Heather in third. That's my little scenario I'm coming up with to kind of create that tiebreaker there. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Okay. Yeah, Solana, you can go because you said something first.
2: We pretty much have the same scenario. See, Tiffany has said it's hers to lose, so she's got first. And I did give Jessica second because Jessica had beat Heather before. And so I think she'd be able to do it again. And, of course, I have not we got—we haven't gotten to see Jessica on a big stage internationally. But at the same time, Heather doesn't always pull out what she's done in training on the platform internationally either. So I give it to Jessica and then Heather for third place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Jessica first place because America. Second, I got Tiffany Chapone. Rock Flag Eagle. Rock Flag Eagle, America. And third place, um, I have Heather Connor. And really, it would just be pretty awesome to see Jessica win Worlds. Just, yeah, patriotism at its absolute highest capacity for me right now. Um, As
1: well, I, I'm going to put this out there here because this – In Angelo's scenario, this already does it. As of right now, if you take the nominated spots and that's the finishing order, France wins, I believe, by two points on the women's side. Yeah. If just one place flips, if either Heather or Jessica beat Tiffany or some other scenarios, we're going to get to it, Natalie beats Jod, Megan Scanlon goes up a spot, U.S. wins. All right. Any flip, U.S. wins.
0: Yeah, and somewhere you can hear Ryan Lapidette already celebrating. Because once you say French can win the women's, it's celebrations. Cue the reggae horn. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, I
2: mean, France has shooters.
0: So. Yeah, and they got, they got shooters. In a sport where you just that, have to look at.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that podcast last year with Quarantine where they discussed how French were like far and above the U.S. on the women's side yet. Yeah. The women on the US won last year. That, that was that was an interesting. That was game. great. Yeah, that like you, you do. I mean, I love Leah, but you do have to make weight. You can't say you're stronger when you aren't able to actually compete. So the US won. Well, Rocks I mean, on.
0: I kind of got crucified for my take by just saying that America just as a whole has stronger female lifters, and like, oh, Leah didn't make weight. Like, well, yeah, all right. So my argument should stand that America just has yeah. much stronger females just per capita than France, but, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really my thing. If Ryan, if Ryan Lapidat and other people are just French stands, I am definitely a U.S. stand. We're, like, it comes with really every sport. If the French win in something, I somewhat get a little bit mad. I think because it's, like, Italian and American, where it's, like, I don't, France usually is a rival with both. But, yeah, just one of those things. We're getting subtly on, like, a weird, uh... (laughs) It's okay. After Europe, encompasses
1: what it means. Angelo encompasses what it means to be a patriot. As a history teacher, he understands the historical revel- relevance of being a patriot and understands how much it means to support the U.S. team in powerlifting and how that impacts the totality of United States patriotism. It's the
0: moral decay of this country that we that we do not celebrate American powerlifters as much. And I am I am here to make sure that uh, our patriotism stands with the Americans. But, yeah, 47-kilo weight class should be awesome. Those are my top three. Uh, very excited to see. We are going to get a great show to start IPF Worlds. Now, to, I think sneaky, amazing matchup, the 52-kilo weight class. I mean, really, you, yeah. can't, you can't, really can't go is wrong with a lot of the sneaky? female weight classes. But 52 is, may, may is an maybe an upset. Maybe an upset great weight class world. battle.
1: And it's, I will give you a sneaking that I think it there, I, I don't know how much, but I do think it's a little bit more of a three-way battle than people think. Um, there, There's really three standouts here, and the breakout is Megan Lee Smith. That was one of the people that when I researched, I was like, oh, she has made a big jump in training um, and has put herself in a different discussion than I thought I was going to, because I thought I was going to be discussing Megan Lee Smith versus Plume Decker versus Alexand- Alexandra Arendt. Tavich, sorry i butchered that it's like who would get third yeah i think top three is pretty solid it's evie versus noemi versus megan and i think megan is in that discussion if evie and noemi slip up but what i will say is evie's training is going insane i we leading into sheffield i mean the biggest surprise obviously is her cutting in weight Mm mm-hmm uh, I don't believe the numbers we predicted were horribly off, but we did note in, in the show that like she was consistently co- kind of complaining about training not being great. And so that was another reason we were somewhat a little bit pessimistic on her performance outside of the fact that we had no idea she was cutting. But this time is different. It's going really good. She just hit, I think, just barely below or right at her Sheffield numbers, and it looked like second attempts to like heavy second attempts. Yeah. Like, that she could she could blow that out of the water. Um, and Noemi hasn't been posting as much. We talked a lot about Noemi. Like, her training was blowing up leading into Sheffield. And honestly, I think if she basically... I mean, I don't see enough to be able to predict much over what she did at Sheffield other than knowing that she had to reach on deadlift. And if she can hit that deadlift now, that brings her up. And that would chip and sense Evie's total. But the fact of the matter is, is I think Evie has at minimum two and a half kilos on each lift over what she did at Sheffield with how well's training going. And I, I assume that has to be my assumption is she's no longer having to, to death cut into the meat. She's now able to maintain a bit more um, and be able to actually train at weight versus having to be in this, this pretty significant deficit leading all the way into Sheffield is my assumption. Yeah, that's exactly
2: what I noticed. Like looking at her training, she hit one and a half kilos above her best bench in um in Sheffield. It moved great. Hit two and a half kilos underneath her best third squat at Sheffield. It moved like a heavy second. I was like, wasn't that harder on me today? A few months ago, what happens? <laughs> and then she hit her second attempt deadlift and it flew. It moved like a second attempt, like a honestly kinda of like a light second attempt. So I was like, I don't know <laughs> like where it just came from. But I did have the same idea. I know she's training at weight this time, because she does not want to cut again. And so that definitely has something to do with it because she's feeling really, really good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's basically my notes on her. And then, Noemi, yeah, she's not posting at all. I saw one 419 deadlift, and that was the extent of her posts. But going based off of how Sheffield went, I think Ebby's going to have to miss a lift for Noemi to get in there because Noemi missed that last deadlift. But even if she did get that last deadlift with the way Ebby's looking, I'm like I still think she will pull out the win overall, and you have to remember too, she went nine for nine, so she's really good at hitting her lifts. So
1: yeah, and gonna she's be. whoever whoever is in second might have to defend against Megan. Um, I think it's I think Megan's gonna have to really have a perfect day to be in that discussion, but like Noemi hit a, a thousand pound total uh, almost on the dot at Sheffield, and I've got Megan around 982. Uh, her training is going off. She her best deadlift and a meet was 374 she hit 397 paused in training and it was fast like it was easy like not hard at all i did note and i'm going to note this multiple times please dear god clip your videos i had to watch a 20 second reel and a setup to be able to get to that 397 deadlift and this is not just megan this is like half the people we did please dear god yep. clip your clip your videos this is- but move crazy easy she benched 209 in February with a good pause. Her best bench is 198. She squatted 330 for five for a PR with more in the tank. Her best squat is a 360. Is a 360 squat. I honestly, I think she can get probably a 25, maybe even 30 kilo PR total. And if that's the case, uh, she's very solidly in third, and she could sneakily move into second if either Evie or Noemi don't have a great day and have to reach and miss, and Megan can slip in there in the second. Yeah. Um, I want to
0: bring this question to you guys now because we don't have all the weight classes, but rank this as far as your weight class battles go on the female side because I think 76, 57, 47 is all, like, fantastic. The reason why I said this is sneaky good because I don't know where it ranks as among those other ones. So I don't know. Like, looking at the lifters here, Evie, Naomi, they all hit their lifts. It can come down to a final deadlift. You saw how dramatic was it was at Sheffield. This might be my favorite matchup of IPF Worlds because of how good these two lifters are. Like, Naomi... And, and when you're when you're saying, like, as far as Evie uh, being so good at hitting her uh, lifts on the platform, Naomi is historically very good. Like, and I've said it to nauseam in other podcasts. If it wasn't for Leah uh, uh, Beauvoir, we would be talking about Naomi being the, the French, I, I think... The kind of the the poster child of French lifting, um, and they have so many good females. Like now, Tiffany's kind of thrown in the mix, but historically it was so good for them. So, where does this rank as far as your favorite female weight classes? Because it's number one for
1: me, it's it's, it's not number would. one for it's not number one for me because still in the grand scheme of things, the the fifty two kilo class is still kind of catching up. Okay. Like, if we're looking at disparity in totals, I mean, really, Sheffield was the first time. I mean, that's the reason. One well, that's of the why it's my why favorite Noemi now, and, because of Sheffield. And Evie, well, Noemi and Evie yeah. did great at Sheffield for the reason that the 52-kilo world record totals were pretty darn low. Um, I think they're getting there. But, I mean, if you're looking at the fact that they're probably looking at, like, 460-kilo totals and the 57-kilo women are looking at, like, 510, my only issue there is while it can be a great battle, there's still a bit of a disparity to where I think the 57-kilo women, um, the 76-kilo women, the 47, and then, frankly, we'll get to it, that 84 84-plus, 84 plus. Has, never, has never really been a battle. We're
2: talking about sneaky...
1: Yeah, that one's crazy. Yeah, right. yeah, That one's never been a battle, and it could be a true three-way battle. So I, I don't know. That's, that's a tough why, one. I, I probably
0: that's why we're I, leading I, with the females is because of this. I, because all the classes yes, are very, very uh, compelling.
1: I don't know where I put it. I just wouldn't put it okay. first because I still think the fifty. Yeah. I still think the fifty-two as a whole um, has a lot of room to grow in competitiveness. Because even if, you, if even if you're, yeah, I just I just think it has a lot of room. I think yeah. they're getting there. And yeah. Sheffield was a big jump in where they're at.
0: Just yes. asking. Solana, how about you, really quick? Just get some takes out there. Uh, Ranking
2: it, for me, it might be like fourth because we have so many other big things. I've all never right. seen an 84 plus battle like we might get to see, and that's so exciting to me that I can't not have that ranked higher. I'm obsessed with 76. I'm obsessed.
0: Okay. So I can't see, it's, it all right. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean I, as far as like I sneaky good. The, I, that's my I one, take it's the 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 your argument. fourth.
1: I would take the argument that 52 is uh, a better matchup than 76, though.
0: Okay. Well, I, but also with 52, I just have no idea. Predicting it, I really don't know. Um, because we saw what happened at Sheffield. None of us are really expecting it. Uh, Naomi has had a very good grasp on that weight class for, I believe, two years. So looking for her third consecutive, looking for a three-peat here, uh, is Naomi. Naomi. And, I, I mean, we saw what happened at Sheffield, but I, I would not put uh, Evie as the favorite, even in spite of Sheffield. I i would have him pretty much dead even still because of how neck and neck it was between the both of them uh, at the comp. So, um, just predicting it for me is hard. And then you do have, you know, you're like, and this is, but this is also the thing with, uh, With the third competitor kind of going in there, how do you think she's going to hold up in spite of amazing training with Megan Lee Smith? How do you think that's going to translate just onto the platform at IPF Worlds? Because we do see this on occasion where somebody's going off and training, but when you're behind, it's like you can make progress, but you're still not quite towards the top end. And that's where overreaching comes in. And then you get that performance where you're pretty much just a bit above your PR total.
1: Well, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying there's the potential there. And I for sure at least think Megan is solidly in third. Okay. So that's the only difference. But. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a decently solid
2: third unless she misses some lifts. Because looking
0: at. That's. That's a. That's a take. He, he could be in third unless he misses a bunch of lifts then he'll be in fifth <laughs> that's an, an
1: that's an Angelo statement. that is that is a yeah, that is a
0: one-liner from I me
2: no but like
1: I, I was gonna say Plune Deckers in particular is a very uh, veteran international lifter so like I expect her to have a really good day she's not posting the whole time but like Megan if she misses Plune could sneak in there but I, I, I think based on the training Megan's pretty solidly in third but mm-hmm.
2: Did Plymouth get the record last year for SWAT? Uh,
1: I don't know. Her best. I don't know. Because I, I just have her last okay. meet at three. I'm not sure on that. So, okay. want to do predictions? I
0: think you did. <laughs> Let's do it. Solana, start.
2: <sighs> All right. I'm going to go with Evie for number one, Noemi for seconds, and Megan for third. All right. Not pretty shocking.
0: I will go next, I will go Naomi first, uh, Evie second, and Megan third. All right. Evie, Naomi, Megan. Okay.
1: Put in the books.
0: Well, there and you next have up,
1: it. Next. I would consider myself a foremost expert on this next class because uh, I didn't just do the two white lights research. I did all the research you to really the point did. of... Well, I don't, you can not even see the other stuff I have. The mm. I, it's not on this. I'm not on this tab, but I, I had to research all of past attempt selection, average jumps between first and first and third, first seconds and seconds and thirds, uh, attempt rate uh, or attempt uh, success rate, and put together an enti- well, Literally for the top four, I put together an entire meet based off of where I think they are. But yeah, 57 kilo women. Obviously, I've got a little bit of a stake. With Natalie Richards being in it, and that's probably one of the premier matchups. I mean, we had the the videos today coming out from SPD uh, with Natalie, but Jad versus Natalie. Um, obviously, we've got Bobby and Mayara. I'm, I'm going to say it wrong: Mayara de Silva DS. Um, I want to say They are Mayara, very yeah. solid, I and I think they are going to come into play, which I'm going to explain it, and they could actually affect. Even though that, I don't think they're going to be able to pick, like get into that top two, they could affect the outcome of the top two. And I'll mm-hmm. explain that in a bit. Because yeah. of squats. Yep. And we'll get to that. But yeah, Jod versus Natalie. I'll say it now. Because I'm not going to say anything else about Natalie, so I'm going to set the precedent of what Solana can talk about and Angelo can talk yeah. about as well since they've seen it. All I'm going to say, Jad hit a 515 training total. Natalie's was higher.
0: That's that's quite. That's yeah, That's quite the good. That's quite now, good information I, there. <laughs> I
1: will. I will caveat the difference though. Jad does word. like an SPD day that does it all all in one day. So I I think mm-hmm. I would I, unbiased that means a bit more when you do it all in one day. But Natalie doesn't have like an SPD day where we do that, so she's not going to be doing that. But if you take her best training numbers, they're more. Mm-hmm. Now right. she has to travel. Jod is going to have like a two or three hour flight uh i don't know jod's cut i don't think it's a lot natalie doesn't only has to cut like a kilo that's a really really easy cut for her too uh i, I mean, will say if Jod, we're going
2: to, Jod not did not cut at all for sheffield and she did not plan on trying to gain weight to make sure she didn't have to cut for this meat okay okay and so, so really i
1: mean that's a she cut that wash. always cuts insignificant to where I don't think it's going to affect her. Jad doesn't have to cut either, so that's probably kind of a wash. The biggest thing is the fact is the difference in one international competition to travel with that um, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah. If any, well, I could keep chiming in because I have. Uh, well, I mean, you said you you, you, to you said you
0: you said know. you were going to stop yeah, talking, I'm and shocked. you've been talking for like five minutes now. So, it's is hilarious because I was like, I'm going to stay quiet. <laughs> yeah. stay. I'm not going <laughs> to give you any information here or nothing, what? but here's a lot what? of valuable information for all of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate you saying it. Yeah, like, I'm to say that. So that was nice. Um, but yes, the one big thing before I get into the squats is it is Natalie's first time traveling to compete. And her training is absolutely going off. But at the same time, we do know Jod has traveled to compete and put up big numbers on international stage with very heavy competition. Mm-hmm. So that's always going to be one advantage that Jod has. Um, both of their training, again, like, they're so, it's so neck and neck, it's more so just what's gonna happen the day of the meet. It's very nice to know that both of them don't really have to cut, um, definitely, I don't know, can you share how early now gonna get
1: there? Do you know that? Are we trying yeah. to be smart? Okay. she's flying out tomorrow. Day of. No, she's <laughs> flying, out thir- flying out flying out Thursday. Flying out Thursday. You know what day she is? Is she Sunday? Monday? Uh,
2: Monday. Monday. Okay, okay. So, getting there for few days early. So, overall, especially with it being Malta, it shouldn't be crazy with having to find food, whatever, all the stuff people we'll say about traveling. So, it's yeah. really just, so, like, it's it's kind of a toss-up. If they both have their best day, it's truly a toss-up. I have to go, I have to, like, just guess,
1: like, who I think is going to take it. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it is It is 100% a toss-up. Uh One thing I'll say, I've not competed internationally, but I've traveled internationally a lot. And I just went to Ireland Scotland, which is a similar distance to Malta. It's not that bad. Uh, Going to like South Africa or something that's going to be that distance is is rough. Going to Europe is not that bad coming from the U.S., especially Natalie coming from the East Coast. It might actually have a direct flight over to Europe. So either way, I literally think they're going to be neck and neck. Angelo go ahead. I was yeah, go. like, "Go I can see I can see you spinning in your piss, but I sorry, am sorry. All excited. right, well, I, I, so I so don't
0: so I do not want to pass up this opportunity though to have like we we do have the greatest insight ever on a battle because, you know, you go to podcasts, we got the coach of the lifter. So like that really does help us as far as like insight goes. But I just I just kind of want to help you out here because you said I'm not going to say anything and you have said a lot. Um I this is where I look at other variables, where we have this toss-up like I said. It is a toss-up. Both are unbelievable lifters. And I guess with other variables, then it starts to swing towards Jod. Because it's just... I uh, For me, I consider him small. I consider these small things, because we see outliers all the time. But Jod is no stranger to international competition. Has competed on the biggest stages in powerlifting. Like, these are the biggest stages. Sheffield, IPF Worlds. She has done it in it's pretty... It's, Done pretty damn well, and also that battle in South America, uh, South Africa last year, that was
2: amazing, an
0: unbelievable battle, and that gives you a ton of experience, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Natalie, at the same time though, you could look at it as not having that experience, but some of the things she had to go to or, or go through are relatively tough, right? Like seeing her after nationals in Vegas, bombing out on deadlifts, really grip shy of. Winning and being the best female lifter there, and uh, winning uh, probably the b- best battle in my opinion, she shook it off pretty well. For me, I probably would take a long, long time getting over that one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting over losing to Joe Bornstein and Dan Clements at the Arnold, and it's not even nearly as significant as the thing as losing to Sling Crumb on deadlifts and bombing up. But she shook it off very well. And that shows me that she has her poise. She came back Carolina primetime, killed it. Killed it at Powerlifting America Nationals. Really, the only blemish in her record is Vegas Nationals. Because going back to when we started covering Natalie Richards, when I had her on the show, it's just been lights-out performance after lights-out performance. Nationals, or not Nationals, Carolina primetime, Virginia pro, and then if you just skip that Vegas Nationals, part of the America Nationals and the Carolina Primetime again. Um, I I don't, like, the, the travel thing to me, because like, it always goes down to, like, it's the suck factor. How much does a place you're visiting suck? South Africa sucks less than Belarus, but in my opinion, it's still not an ideal place to compete. Malta, unless you're into illegal sports gambling, shouldn't be the worst thing ever for these lifters. So the travel thing to me is, is also a watch at this. So picking between the two, toss-up, have to look at those variables, and even with the variables, I can see a lot of pluses for Natalie Richards. All right.
2: I wanted to dive right. into the squat because the squat record for this weight class is 185.5, which is 408.9 pounds. And if you look, so Josh, she missed that at Sheffield, um, but she hit it in training twice, leading in Sheffield. So I know she's gonna go for that again. Then looking at Natalie, I know she did post publicly. I'll just say that one a three ninety five squat. It was on pound place, but moved really, really smooth. And I was like, wow, oh, that's a really smooth lift for the, when the record is only like thirteen pounds above that. And then also we have Mariah who moved 385 by 3, and it moved really well in the squat. So she could be going for that too, and that's a chip advantage for possibly three people. That's something else to play with too.
1: Yes, so that's that's a big thing. If you told, so frankly, Jad has the advantage. She obviously, one, doesn't have to travel. She doesn't have to cut. Uh, she's currently got the best uh, total ever at 57 kilos, and she possibly has a chip on squat and on deadlift. Natalie likely doesn't have a chip on any of the three lists because Natalie is just, frankly, really, real wound, really well-rounded, which is a, a great thing. But also, at times, like, Jod has a little bit less of a bench, but she has a higher squat and and can get a chip. Either way, depending on Jod's lot number, it could get her in trouble, though. Because Bobby and Mayara, I think three are going to go for it, too. Yeah, we're gonna say it all different. They could go for two. So if they all put in, so you said it was one eighty five point five, correct? Yes. If they all put in one eighty six, you keep getting bumped if they make it. Like you can't, you can't take, you can't take one eighty six if you don't have lot number advantage. If someone hits it, you get bumped to one eighty six point five, and then if that person hits it, you get bumped to one eighty seven. Jod would scare me if she doesn't go for that. That would scare me more than her going for it. If she stays a bit more conservative on squat and doesn't try to go for the record and reach, it scares me a bit more because Jod has one thing that Natalie has the advantage over, and that is outside of nationals, Natalie pretty much goes 9 for 9 or 8 for 9. She doesn't miss lifts. Jod usually misses at least one or two lifts. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point right there. And so that's really big. And then it's gonna come down to the fact that Jad is gonna have the final pull and it's gonna be with Natalie is putting up a total that's going to make Jod pull something that's uncomfortable. And we see with Jad, the, the odd thing with Jod is that whether it's two twenty or two thirty five, everything looks hard. It just always looks yeah. slow off the floor. But she tends to somewhat window and lose balance at heavier intensities. Uh so yeah, it's just about it's it's this one's going to be incredibly close i have zero doubt it's going to come down to the wire and jod's going to pull for try and pull for the win and it's do you think jod will hit that third attempt what is that third attempt and from there like i said bobby and uh i don't think bobby and mayara are are likely in the picture barring jod or natalie just have a really really bad day but that's a that's a good battle as well i i have them right neck and neck um well, They're going to probably be tied on squat, basically. Bobby has a bigger bench. Mayara has a bigger deadlift, but it's been kind of odd. She she hits some really big deadlifts in training and hasn't quite done it in the platform. I think she kind of hits a really strong sticking point. So that's why I kind of give a nod to Bobby a bit there because I think Bobby's probably a bit more consistent where Mayara has had a little bit of an issue in that third attempt deadlifts. Yeah, that's
2: another thing I noted because I have them within like 25 pounds of each other. And definitely because Bobby is the more consistent lifter overall. And I don't know how I forgot to mention her for squat because she currently holds the squat record <laughs> for 57. So that was bad. bad. Um, but overall, too, like, I did see that with Mariah. Like, that deadlift is just not looking quite as solid as what I would see from, like, Bobby.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... Bobby, I think we've been in the same situation, like, with the craziness that was the 57-kilo weight class last year, Bobby almost got herself into a victory position, because it was just all over the place as far as the lifters last year, and um, then Jod kind of, I would say that definitely broke her out into the scene, because last year, you know, we were, I think, hyper-focused on Joy going into the meet at, rightfully so, but then Jod... Like that meat really put her onto the scene, and then she was kind of the breakout performer and continued to have that success. So, uh, potentially, um, what am I going to call her? Mariah? Oh, I'll go the same with Solana here. I just wanted to see if we could all come up with three different names for this lifter. Um, I, she could possibly be well, how, how can you get You
1: can't get Mariah because there's no I after oh, Mariah. Mariah.
0: Well, she was saying Mariah. Oh, okay. I'm saying Mayara. It's M A I A R A. Oh uh Maria <laughs> I'll go <Dang>. Ma- Maria <laughs> <Lord Jesus. laughs> I could We're be sorry. right You're I trying, have no man. idea <laughs> but yeah so I mean she could be the job this year, right because if we go back to the previous show last year, I mean God we had a spotlight on her, but I don't think near the spotlight of some other lifters and she really broke out and surprised all yep. of us but all right I mean I think we got some great insight there. let's do some predictions. And I will start. I haven't been, unless you guys have anything else to say.
2: Uh, I'll just shout out Andrea Riley, but she's not really posting her list. So, yeah. not really expecting her to quite podium, but originally from America, because you know, she's USBI. So, shout out. That's it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, all right. So, for predictions, um, I, I don't know. I'm just going to call her right now. If you guys aren't picking Natalie, you suck. All three of you. Natalie, uh, Nat- I think. I, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to call all your hands. We, you, we can make an enemy right now. Natalie is my number one. God second. And what I call her? Mar- Mari- Mariana. <laughs> Mariana. <Wow>. Mariana. <laughs> there's an end. There's an N, yeah.
2: that.
0: Mariana. That's not. Wow. <laughs> I'll edit that one out. Not really. I'm not editing that shit out. Can't remember what to say. Oh, no, you won't. Mar- no, Mara. Maria. Stop. Mayara.
1: <laughs> Mayara. Mayara. <laughs> Either Mayara or Mayara. It's probably
0: Mayara. 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 Probably. Yeah, those are my top three.
1: Did you give her a place?
0: Three. No, no, did no, Solana. I went, I skipped third and went to fourth. That's what I did. Yeah, I gave her third. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, well, if it's sorry. not Natalie or God obviously it would be the third person.
2: <laughs> Anyways.
1: Steve see second. Go ahead. I'll take Natalie first, um, even though I've been trying to hold back her squat so she doesn't squat more than me. Um, Jod yeah. second. I and thought you did that a up. while
0: ago. All right. Well,
2: I'm going to give Jod ja first, Yep. as well as Natalie's my nutrition coach, too. It's okay. I don't think she listens to this laughter. So, oh. Jod ja first because she put up some amazing performances, and there's no reason to think that she's out the picture, of course. And then Natalie second, and I will
1: give Bobby third place. Yeah. Okay. Solana's just got to keep up the precedent of picking against people's coach by me. Yeah, you got. She you. literally
2: coaches me, though.
1: <laughs> she's she's got to... Yeah, but Im- that offsets that offsets that I coach her. So therefore, since I coach her, you will put her lower. Yeah, that is the precedent.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Solana Solana, Solana,
1: Solana hates Steve. Solana,
0: Solana has, has an image to maintain. Me. You gotta you gotta even, maintain even your though, image no matter what.
1: Even though on my vacation I kept on voting, she still hates me. Yep. Yeah. He
0: did. Don't change. Don't change your hatred for Steve, Solana. Say two to yourself. If you want to keep hating Got Steve, it. I give you full full freeway to or fully way to just keep hating. But I am again, another exciting weight class. Um I know one I know one person's gonna be rooting very hard for Natalie, and that's of course C B Leffler of Leffler Bros. Hopefully the best birthday gift Natalie can give C B is an IPF World Championship. And Another gift you can give CB is some Leflore Bros merchandise and purchasing some of the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport. Use that promo code 2WL15, Solana15, and Orc15. Remember, they got a ton of merchandise, so you can go head-to-toe with Leflore Bros stuff and use all the promo codes that you need. And also, I think Natalie has a promo code. Just use that.
1: I think she does. This is usually where I I get inappropriate with the left lard rose ads but i'm gonna be serious here for a second they're coming out with a collab shorts with sad strength apparel Mm -hmm. you guys have never heard of sad strength apparel or worn their shorts they are legitimately the best shorts they actually are they are like i'm like i have no affiliation with him i don't get anything even if you use my left lard if you use orc 15 i don't get anything it's just sad strength apparel shorts are the best shorts i have ever worn Mm -hmm. uh uh, I own like five or six pairs, and the only shorts I wear because they are, they fit so well and they're so comfortable. So do not miss out on this drop because I think it's limited release. I don't think it's going to be like overly stocked because they, it's not like Left Love, Love Rose, a lot of times, like they keep stuff in stock because they, they can reprint. I think this is a one time thing. I hop on that. Those mm. shorts are amazing.
0: Yeah, definitely hop on it. Um, it's, yeah, I like, uh, CB's a smart gentleman, and he knows what is good product, and their shorts are fantastic. And it's hard to do. Shorts in powerlifting are hard to do. I'm
1: taking credit. I got CB onto that because Ooh. cb and me were talking because he not find a good short he was he caught because he never came out with shorts yeah he's never come out with a short before and he kept that we were talking about it. he's like i cannot find a good short and i said dude you have to you have to check out yanni and sad strength apparel it's the best short and uh he they got in contact and they actually started working out a little bit of a new design with a couple things and that's what they came out with and it's the best shorts i've ever worn
0: yeah best. and it's it's summer it's summer too. You got you got to, and they're definitely certified hoochie daddy shorts. Steve knows.
2: Hey, Steve oh yeah. knows all about
0: that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So get on those. But also, in the meantime, Lefleur Bros merchandise can't go wrong with it. Those compties that they just dropped. One of my favorite colors. Also, um, you know, complements the socks very well. I think the deadlift socks are kind of the Lefleur Bros uh, staple. So make sure you guys are getting some Lefleur Bros socks. Use that promo code two W L fifteen Solana fifteen and Orc fifteen. And I'm sorry, Natalie. I don't. Exactly. Know your code. I'm almost positive you have one. Just use it as well. All right. 63 kilo weight class. I'm calling it the Italian weight class. Every turn. Can, can.
1: can the American make the upset, though? But I do agree. I mean, Corolla... is the heavy, 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 heavy favorite here. I She may even be the favorite if Leah was still in this class. Ooh, that's a take.
2: That's Yeah.
1: I like it. Well, because I think, I think Corolla is this is her weight class where I think Leah had been forcing this weight class for a while. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, agree with that take.
0: Um, the, the fact that you're, ta- I don't know exactly like what would happen if they match up against each other, but yeah, um, Gata has been, I mean, uh, incredibly good for a long time, but she's very similar to Agata where she switches off between equipped and raw. And then it seems like equipped, is kind of more of her interest, especially with the World's Games and, you know, other stuff. So, like, that's kind of, I think, and also some injuries as well, but uh, Kalora uh, has been so good for such a long time, and I think she kind of put herself in this underrated lifter position because of her switching between Raw and Equipped, even though that should make you less underrated, that should make you, like, Put onto the spotlight more, but in this weird sport of powerlifting, that doesn't really happen. It's when you don't go raw for a long time, people somewhat forget how good you are. Uh, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> this is where my patriotism does is get put does get put to the test because I have two Italian lifters and then one American lifter, and I think I, I can't remember. I think I've been in trouble before for not giving Meg Scanlon enough credit that she deserves from other people listening to the podcast, but I'm now in a position again to like one of my only non-American picks or, are, are Meg. So I, I'm, I'm a sorry. All right.
2: Well, I wouldn't say Carol is underrated. I just forgotten. Like,
0: that is so what underrated is. I'm, if you were forgotten <laughs> in the sport, you are incredibly <laughs> underrated. I
2: agree with that definition. Underrated is, like, people don't really notice how strong you are. She just, like, dipped from raw.
0: So if you're forgotten, <laughs> do you notice that person?
2: Okay, but also, <laughs> I right. feel like the person competes raw, but you're like, oh, they don't really, like, get first. They get, like, seconds, Like, underrated. But they're, like, still I'm on the best.
1: I'm, I'm agreeing with Angelo.
0: Finally, That's fine. finally, I get a
1: W. Like, you're just mad at Natalie's second. No, it's fine. that <laughs> is 100% true. But they talked five best female lifters in the world. Carola never usually gets brought up because she's forgotten about. So she's underrated. But she's oh. one of probably the five to eight best female lifters in the world. Yeah. But rarely is she brought up in discussions because she just doesn't compete very frequently in Raw. And so doesn't get talked about. So I agree with Angelo. Okay. All right. Let's let's not have an underrated, overrated debate because
0: I don't know but, if we can do it within this episode. Those are those are a goddamn nightmare if but, you really get started on but, it.
1: Corolla. One big thing to, to note too is Italy is known for incredibly strict judging. So if you can do it at Italian nationals, it's usually going to carry over. And pretty sure Malta is Malta is probably like a little like less than an hour trip from Italy, isn't it? Yeah, pretty sure. very very okay. close. Super easy. Corolla's meet she did in February looked like she had two and a half kilos on each lift. I think she's probably going to be able to go 545, maybe even 550. She's going to run away with it. The the interesting battle is Kiara versus Megan. and I went into this really wanting to pick Megan because, again, not only do I love Megan, but U.S. bumps up one spot. They all of a sudden have the French. Mm -hmm. The only issue I had is Kiara's training was going nuts. and It looks really, really, really good. That I, I, they are close. They are really close. Um, a little bit of a knock on Megan. She hasn't traveled well in the past. Um, and her international appearances, they have not been her best meets. Um, but her training, she's not really posting much, but her training is looking really good. And the fact that she's been able to train this new bench press a little bit longer since, since PA Nats, I think is going to be really beneficial. The tough part is is just Kiara's training uh, looks really fantastic since that February meet, and she's going to have the final pole over Megan. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have kind of the same thing. Like, Kiara hit, hit a four- 08 by three squat, and I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> like that's absolutely crazy." And I have Meg projected like a 419 squat, and that's gonna be her pushing it. So I do think that uh, she'll have to lead on these squats, and then also she gets that last deadlift. On top of that, Meg definitely has mentioned that like she's feeling better about bench because she finally found like a better position, etc. But it's still not quite where it was when it was before the bench press rules, and that knocks her a little bit too. And just like Steve mentioned, as much as I, like, love me Meg, when it comes to traveling, she tends to not do as well. Sometimes, on its national stages, because she doesn't really travel that well. It's kind of true. So, hopefully, that's better this time. I think it was cool that she went to New Zealand and did not meet. Like, just, like, that's just more travel experience. That's kind of cool. I think I could actually help her out, because she did not tend to do that very well. But overall, I do think Chiara has got the leg up on Meg. And then we have Joy, the Mm -hmm. body in this weight class, which we've never seen her at 6'3", on this stage. That's going to be exciting. I'm
1: I'm still wanting to know the why on this. I think she just didn't want
2: to cut weight. (laughs) Like, she did not want to cut weight for Nationals because she had to cut for Sheffield, which was a week later. So she just chose not to cut weight. That's really why.
1: But you don't, like... That doesn't mean she couldn't have still done 57 that's that's just like a rule we've used in the u.s like other countries you can just compete wherever you want and they can put you in the weight class so she could have in since been still put in the 57 kilo i mean that's what happens in the usvi like gavin aiden didn't make weight uh two years ago and still got put. i mean that that's up to the country's discretion that's just kind of a u.s rule that we've always abided by yeah oh uh, well. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe Britain follows that rule too. I don't, I don't know. I don't, maybe Britain follows that rule. I I, I would have thought that if she wanted to go 57, Britain would have been like, Hey, yeah, we'd love that because you're going to get top three probably. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not disagreeing. Maybe, maybe as a Britain rule and she can't compete. And so she prioritized Sheffield. but uh, yeah, she is moving up. I, I think that's a tall order for her though, because and that's a lot of ground to make up in a short amount of time to where uh, Corolla, Kiara and Megan are. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Will say too, well, I was going to say, sorry.
2: Melissa Hexter is who she went against at Britain National. So they have two British people in this weight class for women.
1: Yeah. Which is, yep.
2: that, that does make it a little weir- weirder. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. And just like you mentioned, too, like, with the tall order, I have a feeling it's going to be like, she'll probably get PRs because she's able to be heavier, but I don't think we're really looking at her for, like, white a top three position it's just too i think she needs like at least a year to grow into his weight class like i don't think it's gonna be like a huge competition with her for this year 63
0: yeah this is where my knowledge of like lifters who i know like personally know and that's where it's male lifters like oh this is this is perfect for a lifter because they're gonna go up a weight class and i guess it does sometimes trickle down to female lifters based on conversations i've had Never really had conversations with her, just regards of this, but also just me being kind of ignorant to what happens when you go from 57 to 63 and her competition history. I was looking at this like this could have a major, major effect on certain lifters where they're just a completely different lifter and everything's good for them, but I just never saw her as a person who needs to move up a weight class. So then...
1: Yeah, and she and it doesn't. I mean, doesn't help. She doesn't really. She's not a person who posts very much, so it's kind of. It, it's never easy to get a gauge on kind of how her training is until meet day comes. But
0: yeah,
1: yeah. so it's interesting to have her in this class. I just, I, I, don't. I mean, someone would probably have to have a pretty bad day for her to kind of enter into the picture there, because I think Kiara and Megan have a have a pretty big advantage of probably 20, 30 kilos on where Joy's going to be.
0: Interesting observation somewhat has to do with this conversation. You notice that the trend now is like just lifters doing a weight cut better as opposed to people just moving up a weight class. And that's what's being more beneficial because it used to be always be like, okay, move up a weight class. It's time for you. But now we see people who are definitely big for the weight class, just nailing their weight cut and being better off in the lower weight class where I was always accustomed to, you don't like making your death cut. Don't do it anymore. Move up a weight class. That's It's like a, it's a, it's a bit of a different change now in powerlifting, where we're seeing more benefit from actually going down a weight class. Uh, I now. think we have seen an
1: improvement in nutrition and cutting protocols. Yeah, I think that's one of the big reasons there is it became uh, something where with the two-hour weigh-in, it was a bit more doable versus in the past the the typical sauna and cut carbs and cut sodium was gonna have too much of a detriment.
0: Yeah, because I, I was always, whenever a lifter like, you know, I'm going down a weight class, they're like, okay, that's going to go poorly for you. And then when they say they're going to go up a weight class, I'm like, nice, perfect, awesome move. Your total is going to improve, and possibly you find the perfect weight class for you. Now I'm always like, uh, let's see. Let's see what they do. Let's see what they do with the lower weight class. And I want to let's just say they go up a weight class. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to have as much success. It's uh, kind of a, a, a 180 that I've done recently. But um yeah, that's just kind of what I've seen. Speaking of a, a weight class move up here, uh, yeah. All right, why do you predictions for this weight class?
2: Uh, I'll I'll talk about one more person just because she got a big uptick in her training. I don't know how to say her name, Pantia Supanets. Um, I know Steve could not find her, but I did find her. And her last meet, she hit a three eighty one squat, and she just hit a four zero eight squat. She doubled her best bench in competition for 237, and then her last meet, she hit 430, but I saw her hit a 452 deadlift. So I have her predicted with just hitting close to, but not even what she's hitting in the gym at 1090. And Joy, I will be honest, she sometimes misses those squats. And I think if Joy misses some lifts, she could actually be battling with her to get like maybe like a fourth place position. So mm. that is one lift that impressed me based off of like a 55-pound PR from what she did in her last meet.
0: Yeah. Alright, um, yeah, I think we can, uh, yeah, th- uh, thank you for that, too. Um, what country is this person from? I'm going to be completely honest, don't know who you're talking about. yeah, I can
2: check right
0: now. Because that name is, I, I just don't know where it could be from. I am checking. Yep.
1: 63. Well, that's what I already said, I could not find her, so I did not have any information. That's one of, well, that's a game Aust- we should Austria. play.
0: Austria? Okay. Austria. Austria? Austria. Alright.
1: Yep, Austria. Um,
0: Well, that's a game we should play of, like... It's it's, it's a meme waiting to happen. Like, a lifter's bought up, and I... Usually it's only IPF Worlds preview where I'm just scratching my head and being like, okay, I just have no idea. No research done on that one. But that's where you get these little gems. Alright. Now, prediction time? Yep.
1: I'll lead it. Corolla first. As much as I wanted to say Megan second. I think the fact that Kiara is basically doing a local meet and her training is going incredibly well and she's going to get the last deadlift is going to have me put her in second and I'm going to have Megan in third.
2: I have these same predictions because Carola is hers to literally lose. And then based off the training and also her Kiara getting the last deadlift plus looking like her squat might outdo Megs, I had to give her second and then Meg third place.
0: Yeah, I I really do not want to pick the same as you guys, but with two Italians, possibly being one and two, that's where my patriotism flips. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna try to have my cake and eat it too. I think Kalora is gonna win this weight class um, and represent the Italians well. I'm gonna have Megan in second because one is definite wishful thinking. It'll be great to have American second, but then you know you get an Italian third as well with Chiara. Uh, that's my prediction, and going a little bit against the grain on that one. And now to the 69s. Man, right. don't even
1: have to, like, touch anything, like, 95% of the time either.
0: All right, 95%. we're recording right now. I'm keeping that part in. Um, we, I thought we had to take a break because <laughs> Steve had to take a bathroom break, and he took, quite arguably, the quickest bathroom break of all time, and it got us asking a lot of questions, which we'll sure to get to these questions Next episode of Two White Lights. But now on to the 69-kilo weight class.
1: All right. Yep. And we had – we. I mean, I don't know when this happened, but a big thing that's changed and we got to talk about is Chandler Babs off the roster.
0: Yeah. That's that's the number one thing I noticed was um, defending. I mean, was it back-to-back 69-kilo champion? The is only 69-kilo yeah. champion we know in powerlifting. Chandler Babb off the way off the roster and I mean really if I'm going to speculate, which you should never do in journalism, but we are bad journalists. Of someone to back out, it would it would be Chandler Babb simply because of what we see her train under. Like the circumstances under, and she was getting like her PhD, right? Or something.
2: She still is, yeah. Still so get it.
0: Okay, yeah, so like there's a lot, right? And that's like the training environment and all that stuff, like responsibilities, and also you get to fall back on two world championships. So it's like, okay, you could take a break a year and then, you know, get back into lifting and uh, you know, dip, I, I'm, I represent USVI, which she should probably have a relatively easy mode of getting to worlds. That. But that's just my speculation.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember I listened to her on the podcast after Sheffield, and she was just, it was kind of what you just said like, the training conditions suck, training wasn't going great. PhD is very stressful, and why, like, considering not going to Worlds because I stress and not sure how she would do.
1: And, so, and frankly, do, even, yeah. even if she was in it, like, we've got Leah and Marte, I think, as the clear 1-2. Mm-hmm. And this was a sleeper class for that third spot. Uh, if, you, if, if, if Chandler was on the roster, I probably would have said, oh, yeah, Chandler's going to get third. And then I started doing research, and this was deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Chelsea Savitt's training mm-hmm. is going fantastic. I mean, she obviously had a great PA in Nats, and that I, I knew that one. Did not realize how great Clara Peyrude's training had been going. Uh, mm-hmm. That was honestly one of the biggest sleepers of all of IPF Worlds for me was when I researched her and saw the big job. I mean, I knew of her because I think – I believe she won 69 kilos at Junior Worlds, at minimum got second. Either way, she she did really well at junior worlds. I know who she is. Uh and then Sarah Gnaldi. Like even if traveler was there, that third spot was four deep of who I see possibly battling for it. So we'll come back around to that, but I mean it's Leah versus Marte and probably is kind of it's it's Leah's class to lose cuz Leah looks healthy again. I mean, mm-hmm. I see Marte's top end being what Leah did at Sheffield basically a month after barely being able to squat and deadlift, And now Leah looks healthy. She's not really – she's posted a lot of, like, higher rep stuff, so it's kind of hard to get a gauge of, like, what her top end is. But considering all the rep stuff is PR level and she's crushing it, I mean, I assume, especially since she's not having to cut, she's probably going to be at or above her record total that she hit at 63 kilos at the Arnold Sports Festival in Europe. Yeah, that's the
2: thing. With her looking healthy again, like, if she's healthy – then I feel bad for everybody else because we know Leah is one of the best competitors in the world, and so since she is looking healthy, I think she literally would have to just have the worst day ever <laughs> to not get first place in this great class, and then you have Marte, and her training is looking really solid. I saw a 430 squat. I moved really, really well. I saw I didn't see much deadlifting. I saw a 463 but for a double, but I still have her projected like a 501 deadlift because um, she competed in March, so I have her just kind of chipping what she did there, but these, definitely these two for a top in his weight class. And then I'll dive into the rest.
1: Yeah. Marta Marta is pretty easy to project too. Cause I mean, of all, I mean, this is like the third, or maybe fourth year we've, we've covered her. She's always really consistent. I've never looked at her and be like, Oh, her training's going bad. And then what she does in training, she typically does in the meet. So she's pretty easy to predict. Like, I think it's pretty spot on of kind of where she's going to be around. I think she's going to be able to get into that 540 kilo total, which would have won last year or the year before. It's just the fact that, unfortunately, I feel like Marte was kind of – she was on pace to finally get a world championship this year, and then Liam moves up.
0: Yeah. Well, wasn't that kind of the conversation we are having last year? Didn't I – I felt like I brought this up, like – why doesn't Leah just do, sixty nine kilos, and then we have the her missing weight, and then okay, well, it looks like she should have done sixty nine kilos, and this is what we're talking about now. It's like because we are still talking about her as a heavy favorite, and we talked about Chandler Bad and Marte being a really good battle, but now that Leah's in, it's it's I don't think we're going to devote as much time as whether or not Marte can surpass Leah. And it is it is unfortunate, you know, if you're in a weight class. But I think this is a long time coming. I think Leah is better suited for 69 kilos. Um, she, uh, uh, because I mean, because of how good she was at 63, uh, I think this is uh, um, an easy, uh, an easy choice for her because she was that. That was the conversation for how long she would have won 69 kilos based on her total at 63, at Worlds and what she did at the Arnold. When you're doing yeah. that it's like yeah yes. go up a weight class. <laughs> it gives and you a little bit more stuff. competition but not even as much as
1: you would expect. Yeah, and with the injury stuff, I mean I mean I'm not going to say this was the issue but I'm I'm just from coaching and seeing a lot of situations like this when you are continue like it wasn't an easy cut like we know with some of the other French lifters uh, and when you have to be in the deficit and you force that it increases injury risk because you're reducing recovery capabilities by decreasing caloric intake and reducing recovery. So like we see that. And so I, I think by her kind of just being in this weight class, not even have to max it out, just kind of being in the middle of it and being able to be at maintenance or a slight surplus, it probably is going to keep her a lot healthier. Um, and I think we're going to see her kind of the next evolution where we're going to see her take off again. So uh yeah, I, I really think she's probably solidly in first. I think Marte's solidly in second. So it's it's a bit more of like Chelsea versus Sarah versus Clara for who's taking third.
0: Yeah, and that, was, that was kind of what we're going to get to next here, which I don't know about you guys. I'm liking Chelsea third.
2: I mean, her training's definitely going super well. I know a good chunk of it I've seen on Close Friends. So I don't want to say everything. Hey, but she had
0: three <laughs> this months. is so great, though. I'm not interrupting you. Imagine ESPN having to do this. Just, hey, Scott Van Pelt, oh, are yeah. you part of LeBron James' close friend story? Do you know what's going to happen <laughs> next game? Nope, I'm not. Are, 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 are you Stuart Scott? Absolutely not. All right, right it. let's keep the, the coverage. It's so great. All of, our, yeah, no. all of our analysis is just like, it's, are you on or close friends? Yep. Okay, if you are, then you have more information, but we can't say any of it. It's so funny. Sorry to interrupt. Because like it's like the, okay. fifth, the fifth time we've said it but
2: anyway she did show a 385 by three squat triple mood excellent um she is seen, her bench is at least where it has been i don't know if i had the uptick but i've seen her match her best two seventy five bench like probably five times now so i know she can at least go in there she's probably looking to aim for a bench medal hopefully first maybe second not sure because i know Marte. Because got a big bench, too. And then her deadlift, that's the one with the big uptake. Like, that's the lift where I'm like, oh, you could definitely get third place if you can really pull this off on the platform. So that's looking solid. Sarah Rinaldi, I have her projected within, like, 10 pounds of Chelsea. Uh, I saw a 233 bench press that moved really well. And she matched Chelsea's best squat triple of 385 by 3. And honestly, I think Sarah might be able to edge out Chelsea with the squat and then potentially with the deadlift. But Chelsea's bench is way higher. So that's where she really can see advantage there. And then for Clara, uh, she hit a 532.5 kilo total in the gym in May. And that was wild. So honestly, I have her total-wise highest predicted for third place. Um, and, yeah, that's basically it.
1: Yeah, deep, deep for thugs. Yeah, and, the, the, and say there, Sarah's from Italy. So basically no travel. Clara's from France.
0: Not basically really far no travel. travel.
1: Yeah, I, I, for me, it's probably more between Chelsea and Clara. I think Sarah is in the picture, but I think she's a bit more... I think I know where she's going to be, and I think Chelsea or Clara have a higher top edge. So I think one of them is going to be higher. It's, it's dependent on who is going to be. Chelsea obviously had one of the best meets she's ever had. Obviously, we go back to 2015-16 before she got hurt, and it's kind of on her comeback trail now. But best since then... Uh, she's typically had issues on deadlift, but we didn't see that at PA Nats. She was able to have no issues, no grip issues. But if we're going against Clara, who's going to have the final deadlift over her, um, like you said, Clara had that 391, 286, 495, like the 532.5 kilo total in the gym, and it moved really, really well. And Clara's also young. I believe she's still a junior. Um this is kind of the same thing where I was going in wanting to pick Chelsea and I was assuming I was picking Chelsea because she was the first one I researched between these two. And then once I got to Clara, I was just like, she's looking really, really good. Like if Marte has a bad day and Clara has a perfect day, Clara has the top end where like it could, she could somehow get second too. I think that's a legitimate possibility. So the, the fact of that, I just think Clara's ceiling is too high for me and I, I I think she's probably likely looking at third. But with that being said, we're talking about U.S. placing. That's going to – well, talking U.S. and French, that's going to bump both of them up. This, this class is actually going to mix some things up because if you're talking about, like, where people are nominated, Clara being French, Chelsea being U.S., Chandler being out, Nino – I don't even know how to say her last name – probably not, not getting tried. third and being bumped out from the current nominations – that's going to be interesting of how Clara and Chelsea are going to be large at play in the team standings with how they're going to be moving way up the leaderboard, um, as well as possibly being third and fourth. So that, that's a pretty pretty notable difference of what that's going to what that's going to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. All right. Want to do some
0: predictions here? Yeah let's see. Yeah. Steve, start.
2: Or? Oh, i I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Let me go. All right, cool. Leah first place. I will give Marte second place. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give Chelsea third. She's gonna have to push hard, but I'm gonna get Chelsea third.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just going gonna up. I'm gonna I'm just I, well. I'll cut to the chase. I'm just gonna have exactly what Solana said. Chelsea third, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I already played my cards that I'll be the one that has Clara in third. Um, I think Chelsea can get third. I just, I just see Clara's top end being a little bit higher. Um, And if I'm having to control all the variables here of what I've looked with, like made attempts and I look with travel, Clara's got a little bit of an edge there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Clara in third. Yeah.
0: Um, Have we? I felt like there was one time where we just completely overlooked Chelsea. Or is that just me? Did that oh, we happen? We did
1: it, PNS. We didn't really consider her beating. That was we didn't completely con- her fault.
0: Oh yeah, well, cause she, yeah, she wasn't post, she Right, we weren't everything. on the post friends.
1: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely overlooked her in the battle with. Uh, I'm blanking now. With Claire. Claire, Claire's eye, Claire, Claire's eye. Yeah, but yes.
0: Okay. can predict
1: what we don't know because it's powerlifting right. That's it's what, like Okay. Uh, That's what I was wondering. I'm like,
0: I felt like we overlooked her once, didn't even really talk about her at all, yeah. and then she won, and then we're like, ah, this is one of the things that we look stupid on, So I'm not gonna look stupid twice. No. But her same history time.
2: was like recover from injury, get back in the training, win. Like, <clears> yeah, we well, had no data.
0: Yeah, so was fine. I, I just, yeah, we had no data. But I feel like even with certain lifters, we just like say something. I felt like we just didn't even say anything on that podcast. So, no, we not had ju- to say her name. I, we had no I can't remember. I just remember. That was it. Yeah. remember just being a we just se-
2: talked-
0: <laughs> severe oversight on our end. But We talked
2: about Claire for like 10 minutes and we mentioned Chelsea and said, well, we hope she does okay. <laughs> and that was
0: kind of like. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Uh, I guess this also falls under the, possibly the stereotypes of men and women because I think it's more of a woman power lifter thing to post on the close friends. As opposed to the men. Because I feel like I don't... feel like I'm on a lot of guys' close friends. But it's a totally different close friends thing. They're not not posting their best gym lifts. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> I post
1: my best gym lifts. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve's close friends is a great close friends to be on. You get even more unfiltered Steve DeNovi. And that's...
1: You really do. Based
0: on Two happen. White Lights.
1: Well, I made it specifically so that I would stop putting stuff on my actual story and getting myself in trouble since it's a coaching page. So I made a close friends yeah. as my, as my, as my way to be able to uh, save myself from drama.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay. my close, if you guys want to, if, if my close friends, this is, it's me squatting two plates when I hurt my back for about three weeks. So that was my close friends for a while. Pretty much. So it's yeah, so the I opposite. My, my worst lifts friends. are on my close I don't friends. have one. Best friends. We're all we're all Solana's cool close enough. friends. We're all we're all part of the close friends of Solana. If everyone's exactly. not in the close friends, that means we're all close friends. Um Yeah, it's yeah, it's the opposite for me. I post my worst lifts and my most embarrassing lifts on close friends. And then the best lifts I post everywhere. But all right. Eighty four kilo weight class. Almost towards the end here. Um What? Did
2: you just skip seventy six? Oh I did. I'm so sorry. I did. Are you I'm kidding kidding? so sorry.
0: <laughs> I got. It. I definitely got to edit that out. I got to mark that one. Wow. Seventy six kilo no, weight don't class. don't edit it. Leave it. No, I'm not. Am I'm not leaving that one? It's the battle that we get to see
2: again that people are excited for. You just
0: okay. Look. All right. Well, let's. Well, all right. Seventy six kilo weight class. We, I, mean, I, I, we have seen it though. We have seen it. Yes. We have seen it at Sheffield. Um, I think that day a lot of lifts. I mean, I, I think none of lifters wanted had the day that they wanted to have, and it kind of. It deflated some things. That's what occasionally happens in powerlifting. It, it is reliant on the lifters hitting their lifts. But even in like with Sheffield and you know Carlina, Agatha, Jess not having the best meets of their life, you get lost in a whirlwind of Sheffield because of all the other performance that happened. This time, we get to focus all of our attention on the 76s. So I think this is the time we get to see arguably the best matchup of IPF Worlds take place because they're juggernauts. They're in that perfect, I think, female weight class where every guy looks at them and they're like, "Holy shit, they are incredibly strong." And they and like any your typical gym goer is like, "Wait, what can Jess deadlift? What can Agata bench? What can Carlina squat?" They were that's it. It's, it it gets into uh, it. It covers all the fields. Seventy six kilo weight class.
1: I I'll be. I'll be honest, maybe hot take. I felt like Sheffield kind of took some of the steam out of this being as tout of a matchup because I, I, we, we kind of went into Sheffield like, this is incredibly close. And I came out of it thinking, I don't know if this, this class is as close as I thought. I mean, we got to see if Agatha can kind of come back, but Agatha was pretty much out of the picture. And then Carlina seemed to be... Uh, pretty well clear even on a bad day. Is that, that, is is that hot or is Solana agreeing? I'm agreeing. I agree. I agree. I think
0: it's a lukewarm take. I think a lot of people would agree with it. I, yeah, even well, looking uh, I'm sorry, I apologize for interrupting but I think, I think more of the hot take would be just how you have them placed as opposed to I agree that after Sheffield, we started to take less of our focus off of the seventy six kilo weight class, but I think it was for the reason of other people, not because of the actual performances. But I would still agree with you.
1: Yeah, I just think there's more disparity than we thought there because obviously last year I don't I don't know if you could you could beat the hype of Jessica and Agata and tying and Jessica winning on body weight and all oh, that yeah, so like good. so I, good. Maybe we get a we get a repeat, but I mean I think Carlina seems to be heavily the front runner now her training was a little odd after sheffield she was pretty open that like she usually doesn't like she's not able to kind of get back into the swing of things for a while so it took her a bit but then she hit a 496 squat i think she posted it today or yesterday and sunk it and it looked great and i was like okay yeah i mean i i I can't I, i just i i don't see her being in a place where jessica could put something on the bar and pull Jessica is obviously an incredible deadlifter but like looking at Jessica I don't really think I've seen anything from her training that tells me she can do much more over Sheffield like if she could pretty much match about what she did on squat and bench and then be able to hit that third deadlift but still that still leaves her probably five to 10 kilos off maybe and then Agatha definitely looks better. But it's still always hard to project her because her her, her training just is. It, she doesn't really post training in a, in the same manner that like Jessica or Carlina does to get kind of get an idea of what she can do. And and based off of of Sheffield, she's she, at least now. I hope it's not the case. I hope she's back in that. But at least from Sheffield, uh, maybe a lot because of the bench rule. It seemed that uh, Carlina and Jessica kind of separated themselves. Mm-hmm
2: yeah i completely agree everyone have the same take like looking at carlina especially knowing that she missed that final squat that was like five eleven, but she only missed it because she paused slightly and kept going up and then i'm like looking at her training now i'm like six moves so well i think she'll hit that squat that she missed that shuffle up, up and down and if she does i think it's like already a wrap because she's got a good bench She's got that dead, a good deadlift, even though Jess will last, and it just puts her too far ahead with, like, subtotal, I think, for Jess to really be able to reach her, unless things don't go well. And then, just like you said, looking at Jess's, like, squat bed deadlift, from what she's posting, it looks like she's going to have, like, a big uptick. I just think she could get that deadlift that she missed. And even with that, I have her, like, 10 to 12 and a half kills behind Carlina. Agatha today posted a 335 bench press, which is above the world record, and t- to me, I'm like, this looks just as high as the the ones you missed at Sheffield, in my opinion. And I'm like, if we have the same problem, I don't know what to tell you. We might have the same thing where she goes one for three and barely stays in the meet.
0: We're it talking about bench? No different. are about bench right Yeah, bench
2: press. All right. Yes, well, I know I, I said depth.
0: Yeah, I well, yeah. I. If it was squat <laughs> depth, I'd have a conversation with you because it's bench depth. It's just going to be me watching it on my laptop and me. Annoyed. Yeah, just me motherfucking the death rule, or the death yes. rule on bench for another fifteen minutes in my own apartment or in public. Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, it, well, I mean, with this matchup, I'm gonna ask this question to you two: Is it one of those stories of Carlina needs to miss lifts?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's
1: three and Jessica doesn't usually miss that's one of the things well, too, we're not we're not talking we're not talking about a Jessica who's coming in with a total that wasn't representative because she missed a lot. Of lists. All she missed was that final deadlift. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know if Jessica can make up much ground so Carlina would have to miss.
0: Yeah, well that's that's always uh, I think that's always telling when People say, you know, if this lifter goes seven for nine and this lifter goes nine for nine, then that's the victory. But that's telling if like somebody doesn't hit their lip. But it is a different situation here because not like we're talking about an up and comer here. Jessica Bittner has done there, has been there, done that many times over. Um, she's no stranger to the international stage, but also she's no stranger to weight class battles too. Um, I don't, I don't think she's quite Keiko Jonathan Keiko as far as like the battle tested lifter. Uh, because Keiko has like the resume of really no one else in powerlifting to be challenged so much as he has. But Jessica can is a clutch lifter. She can come through when she needs it. So for that reason, I'm not completely counting her out because I know she can hit lifts under pressure. And if there are some misses, which is IPF Worlds, we're not going to qu- count everyone as being a 9-for-9 a nine nine lifter because if there's one meet that people miss lifts at, it's going to be IPF Worlds. Um, there's, uh, I don't think, I don't think there's a female lifter I trust to hit lifts when it matters more than Jess Bittner. I think she's, she's clutch. She's got that clutch gene in powerlifting standards.
2: I agree. It's just, she went six for nine, Carlina, and, and still with a dress. So that makes me be like, so what, we got to do five for now to have a chance.
0: All you got to do is miss one more lift. Right. <laughs> Is true? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree
1: that Je- I don't disagree with it. She's amazing. Jessica's, yeah, Jessica's I'm, like not saying, I'm not saying I'm not saying you guys lifter. are
0: saying she do- she's not
1: amazing. I'm not yeah, saying she that. doesn't miss list, but Carlina would have to have a really bad day to open it up. Mm-hmm. um Honestly, I mean, I'll say it. I think it's more possible that Dana McNeil sneaks in the third than Jessica sneaks in the first. Ooh. Yeah, um, because we got to see. I, I I hope Agatha brings back that level of strength, but like. Solana said, some of those lifts are still uh, benches are still a little bit iffy. Dana's training looks like it's going really, really good. And if she hits the deadlift, she's already been able to hit. It already puts her up to fourth in my standings, but it only puts her like five kilos behind Agatha's Sheffield total. I-, I I think that's a plausible scenario that Dana can move up there. I think that would she's be probably huge. in fourth. And I I think there could be a scenario where Dana gets second or third. I, I think that's an action I think that's just as likely to happen.
0: Yeah, that would be huge. That
1: would be that would be massive
0: if Dana can go into third. And this, because this is the this is the female Titan matchup, right? Like we talk about it on the men's side so many times. I think this is one of the equivalent to the ninety threes. Just the the lifters, the weights that they're lifting, um, them being just incredibly strong and also accomplished. Uh, Carlina's the up and comer based on like just the accomplishments and the accolades. So Dana breaking into third with that kind of competition would be a massive, massive uh, uh, accolade for her career, for sure. Um, I, but Again, at the same time, I
1: don't – U- what's that, Steve? Sorry. U.S. team, big for U.S. team standings because mm-hmm. she's nominated in sixth right now to go up to fourth or sixth, or fourth, third or fourth is huge. But, I mean, she doesn't post, but me and Solana both noted that she stated in a caption, her lists are going off.
0: Okay. Yep. All right. First reported by two white lights. Lifts going off on Instagram. Um I love it. I love I love I love, I love I love, an, I love preview season. Preview season's fantastic. <laughs> just going through all that. Um I, I will say though, like Agatha I for me, Agatha is probably the most well known lifter that I have the hardest time predicting yeah it's hard i i think with every lifter who's well known, i mean the up-and-comers i think are just hard and also people who are just really flying under the radar and you're not as used to them you only like we've known agata for what two two years now well onto the scene just still one of those lifters where i'm like i have no idea
2: no idea
0: hard to hard. Yeah. it's a different i think
2: she's healthier but i still can't
0: fully tell so <laughs> yeah it's um yeah. And that's, that, that's a difficult one and she's what like 21 yeah. or something yeah, isn't he crazy young too? I think this is my one. So that's even hard. That's it makes it more difficult, right? It's just I don't know. It's just one of those lifters where I think I should be more feeling at more at ease picking Agata to get third, but because of just how unfamiliar I am with her training, and according to you know Steve Danobi's report that Dana McNeil's lifts are going off on Instagram. And also, I mean, I, but I have a little bit more familiarity with Dana McNeil, American lifter. Also, seen her compete before. It's that's where I I, I find myself uh, agreeing with Steve. Not completely. Well, another, thing I will s-
2: another thing I will say: if we're gonna say Dana's list doing well, Sophia Ellis, I have her pretty much right there with Dana. Uh, her train is going very well. She had a mm-hmm. five eighteen for two deadlift PR. 375 by 2 squat PR, so her squat's bumped up a bit, and so did her deadlift. Um, And it seems like she was dealing with an injury in the past, but it's finally better, so that's why training is feeling better too. So I had it more so, like, Jess and Carlina up there. I got to have, like, question mark, like, will she be battling them hard or will she be, like, struggling to even get that third place? And then I had Dana versus Sophia versus Kim Walford.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Kim. Kim's in there too. I think Sophia and Dana have the edge right now, but Kim's in there too. I just don't, if I'm using it, like, is one of them. Sophia and Dana both have the upside that if Agatha has an off day, they could slip into third place. I just don't, I don't know, I don't think Kim quite has that.
2: It's tough because when you look at Kim, it's like, strength-wise maybe, but I just looked at, like, her history, and, like, she just tends to miss, like, a lift or two when it gets to Worlds. So I'm like, how can I really predict you? not going like seven for nine that's like the average right now
1: mm-hmm. as well I mean Kim's Kim's totals kind of solidified like we're not gonna see some big jumps from from where she's been. so
0: yeah that's a that's a good point there. Um, all right well a lot of lifters discussed in the 76th kilo division um, shall I start? go ahead yep the predictions want to see if you guys heading any, any more uh, analysis there. Uh, first uh I'm going to go Carlina on this one. Um Jess, I have in second um yeah, I didn't it's I didn't think I'd see the day where I would be like, you know, Carlina or like someone else is being I I think uh somewhat of a heavy favorite over Jess Pitner just in my like just within the past like 3 years. Uh then third place I'm going to go with Dana McNeil, USA.
2: Yeah. All right, I'm going second. So I'm going to give Carlina first because I truly think she has the bleed, the lead here. And then I will give Jess second. And then only because I, I feel like we're going to have missed benches and some issues with the bench step rules, I'm going to give Sophia Ellis third place.
1: All right. Well, the third place will be the fun one of this. As much as I want, I mean, I'm going Carlina and Jessica one two. That's not changing at all. Um, as much as I want to say Dana, that was that was a plausible scenario, not what I consider a likely scenario. Because even if even if Agata has the same day of Sheffield, I still have her seven and a half kilos over what I have Dana's Dana at. So. Augusta just having a little bit of a better day than Sheffield on specifically probably even more on deadlift. If she has a day on squat and bench and it just has a little bit better day on deadlift, I mean, it would be hard for her not to get third. So I still got to go Agatha third. So,
0: Yep. All right. All right. Yeah, it's going to be um, highly contested, very interesting weight class. Um, all right. Prematurely started the 84-kilo preview
1: Yeah. a while ago. You, just, you wanted to get right you want to get right to it. uh, And not a hot take. It's probably the least interesting weight class. It it arguably has the best female lifter in the world, but it's because of that, it's about the least competitive weight class because she's got a 60 kilo advantage.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of always the case, right? I mean, since Daniela Mello, has anyone really challenged, come close to Amanda Lawrence? Like, this no. is
1: all right. So this is enough, my take. Amanda coach. Amanda coach the person that's nominated second. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like nice. it's like Jesus going like, all right, I need, I need,
0: I need someone. I need, I need to compete with someone <laughs> here. Like, I, I'm gonna mentor you. I'm gonna coach you. Uh, uh, this might be a hot take because of her dominance. I think Amanda Lawrence is somehow turned underrated because. I, I-
1: I don't want. To, I don't know if I'll term it underrated. I don't know if I'm going to agree with that term, but I'm going to say that uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like John Hack, where when you don't have a direct comparison, it becomes a little less interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll take that.
0: Yeah, not
1: underrated, but less interesting. What Amanda does. What, that's
0: what Amanda, turns my take hot.
1: Amanda does. What it, Amanda does is amazing. But would we? Anytime we do, when we take someone's value are what they succeed we directly compare it to someone of similar stature and we don't have that anymore like you compare Jordan versus LeBron because they're similar like Amanda we still just have Daniela that's that's the last comparison we had but now she's 30 kilos over Daniela and the closest person to her is 60 to 70 kilos off so it, it's hard because she doesn't have that that direct comparison so sometimes she kind of gets a little bit overlooked in the sense because it's it's tough like i said 84 kilo uh i don't think too many people disagree it's it's probably the least interesting class of the bunch yeah
0: and and just to throw this in there like because amanda lawrence i'm gonna preface by saying arguably but arguably the most impressive meet at sheffield is amanda lawrence
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) and we said that on the I, i thought she was she was the best female lifter of the day it's just the scoring system didn't favor her yeah, and it's it's like
0: that. That's where you start getting that like under underrated label of yes. like, well, she was uh, still, in my opinion, the best lifter of the meets. But you know, conversations, media, and I also two highlights is guilty of this because we covered the story, and the story was Evie's ama- like amazing win. Nobody had her winning at all. Actually, it was the opposite. People, I think, all had her dead last almost. Yeah. and. Amanda Lawrence has still had like the best meets like yeah needs that direct competition there but I wouldn't I, I still wouldn't call qual- I mean interesting she is coaching the second nominated person um uh but uh, there's great there's great lifters still just including the 84s yeah
1: and it, it's kind of tough to predict much because the next two people are pretty much I mean you got Kristen Thorrell's daughter. Dora Hall's daughter, who's coached by Amanda, who's probably very solidly in second. Um, She doesn't post much, but the only notable thing that she posted that was a pretty big tell that she's going to have an uptick is she switched to sumo, and her last meet she had a 490 deadlift, and she hit, like, a 518 sumo that was pretty easy. So I expect a pretty big jump in deadlift, and that's probably where a a big total PR is going to come from. It's hard to kind of project on squat and and bench too much because it just didn't post too much. But that pretty much puts her in second. The the interesting battle is kind of with third – because we got Ziana and Timmy Tope, both from Britain, I believe. Yep. Maybe. Am I yes, wrong on yes, that? You're right. Are they both from they're British. Both from Britain? British. And so they went head to head at British yes. Nationals and Ziana came out first. So it's just kind of a, a, a rematch between those two. Now Ziana had a pretty and a twelve and a half kilo advantage, so I think she's probably the favorite going in. Um the only thing is that Timmy Tope's training looked really Good. I see a decent uptick from her, but it, it's it, that's kind of where the battle's going to be is for third with Ziana and Timmy Toke.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm gonna interrupt really I mean, quick. Are you guys hearing any of this? No. They said, "All right, no. good." They're inside of top fucking wood right when I'm podcasting outside of my apartment. All right, they have a shit ton no. of things in a no. wood chipper right now. All right, if you're not hearing it, it's fine. <laughs>
1: all right, and so. They, well, we've kind of skipped over Amanda, and it's kind of for a reason. She just hasn't posted anything since Sheffield. I think she posted yes. one four plate dead or like four red deadlift, and that's yeah. the only thing she's posted. Maybe she's been posting on her story. And I've missed it, so I, I don't really yeah, have anything cool. to say other than the fact of like I, I I'll predict that she can about match what she did, which is going to win it for her. I, I mean, I have to think for her, like it would be kind of silly to try and beat that. Yeah, because Sheffield, again, Yeah, that was the thing last year. Like, this could be a sandbag meet, and they're not – I mean, this is completely reading into it, and this goes off of, like, what I might do if I was coaching her and her posting or lack of posting is maybe they aren't even, like, fully prioritizing or peeking into this meet, and they're just kind of training through it, knowing that, like, there's no reason to up the total. She's going to win on openers, and then – Allow just good training to build and prioritize Sheffield next year. That I, I, that's my guess. I don't know. Maybe she's yeah. going to come in. and She's going to win. She could win best overall lifter, and it would shock me. It's just that that might be a tactic because there's not really much on the line in this case. Last year that yeah, would upset my me. That's oh, sorry. Just one.
2: Wonder- yeah, I was going to say that's my only thing. Just wondering, if she would want to push not past world record, but push enough to try to get the best lifter overall. So that's the only you- question mark. Like.
0: But that The last year, that was my, uh, we put as a storyline, like Leah and Amanda, who's going to win best overall lifter, that was actually, I believe, the highest shared and liked posts in Two White Lights history, surpassing Sean Noriega and uh, Russ Orhe, and Leah didn't end up competing. And then, <laughs> and then Joey, I mean, and the reason why I'm bringing this up, Joey was like, well, we in many words, we don't really care about that because we have to think about Sheffield. And
1: it. I, I want you to actually say exactly what you said. Can you quote it real quick?
0: Uh, are, is this a serious request?
1: Well, no, it was a joke because you said in short, he said that, but I wanted to know oh. what the. The, the, the long version. The, you know, the
0: the, the <laughs> I actually, well, I mean, just for. Just for uh, it's been about a year. Just for old time's sake, let's bring this up. Can't go as hard as, can't go as, oh,
1: can't go I, I was too hard. You sent you voice messages. I thought said Oh no, voice no 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 no! It
0: was voice. a comment on there. It's directly on there. Can't go okay. too hard. We lose five figures at Shefty, uh, or Sheffy. Kind of odd how that worked out. Need to save the records for when cashed up for grabs, which might mean not taking best lifter at worlds. So if that is the case last year, why wouldn't it be the case this year? And what a life sure. for Amanda Lawrence. I not in my wildest dream to go into an IPF Worlds. One, just making it would be a big accolade, but two, just be like, Hmm. Can't push a record too much. Can't have my best meets. Gotta save it for a bigger meet. Yeah. I, I would love to be in that position once in my life. You know how lifters do those local meets. It's like, it's yeah. I think I said the same comparison is IPF worlds to Atwood and let Lawrence last year, a local meet. They treated it like one. So, all right. Want to do predictions?
1: Yep. Yep. Amanda, Kristen, Ziana. Same.
0: I'll go same. <laughs> Screw it. Let's go chalk on this one.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Ziana the edge over Timotope. Um, even though training training's going fantastic, Ziana is gonna have the higher pole. They've already been head to head. Uh, Sianna could have made some similar progress to Timotope in this time. So I just, I think that's the safe bet to go with her for since We've already seen her beat Timotope by 12 and kilos at British Nats. So also, but uh,
0: if big yeah. uptick and British powerlifting there. I mean, we're talking about a yeah. lot of British powerlifters getting into this top three. Um, so yeah, I think uh, we're, we're at a position here where British powerlifting is starting to produce some high level top three in a lot of these weight classes, especially on the female side. Which is good. Hey, okay. all right, finishing off here. Eighty-four plus. I've
2: never been more excited in my life. To talk about this weight class.
0: This I, yeah, be- I I would agree I would agree with you. Um, but I think the good thing about this weight class is where I think we're going to get a con- a continual conversation and spotlight yep. on the eighty-four plus uh, division. What's going on in the U.S. And internationally,
2: yes. So it's huge. But we all know about Bonica Brown, who is I don't even know how many time world champion holder. But we have competition for her this year with Sonita Mulu. That's the
0: best. I, yes? no. We we Last can't name? help you. Okay, we can't. <laughs>
2: okay, all right. I always just wait for
0: someone. To yeah, be don't. Yeah, to don't. Uh, unless um, they're French, because squat meme deadlift has helped me a lot with French pronunciation and italian uh yeah i struggled with spanish earlier like six times so yeah it's hard
2: <laughs> well she's looking like she has already squatted above bonica's best record she hit a 617 squat in march and it moved very very well oh and then she in april hit a 628 squat as well she benched 321, and then the only little question mark I have, so her deadlift is also going off. It looks like she could be hitching it sometimes, which makes me a little bit nervous overall, but I did see her hit a 595 deadlift, and Bonica at her last meet hit a 556 deadlift. So she is looking like she could beat the squat record. She literally can either match or be slightly above Bonica's last bench press and she's got a lead on her deadlift, so she's actually looking like she could be the favorite for this weight class, which is a conversation we have not had about an IPF Worlds in a long time for 84 pounds. Yeah,
1: not even for oh, 84. Yeah, you had in, in, domestically. And, and, Brittany, and then Brittany Slater's in that picture too. I, I don't yes. think she's in. The, I, I think she would need uh, Monika or Sunita to miss to be in the picture a bit more, which is possible because you talked about the biggest thing when I was going over Sunita's training. Is even at like lighter deadlifts, that that lockout and that hitch is I I don't know. It's just it's kinda like it's kind of like Jesus last year going into IPF Worlds, where we kind of said, depending on the IPF judges, they, they may not like that. Um, I don't know about that lockout. But Bonica also has historically had issues on third deadlifts. She had basically the perfect Sheffield, but she's historically had some issues on her third deadlift as well. Um, and I wonder if Sonita pushes her, if, if Monique is going to have that issue kind of rise back up, having to kind of push herself a bit more on that third.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just kind of, that's, I think, um, it's, uh, 84 plus things, right? Like I think with the deadlift, you just see that more commonly where there's a ramp or a hitch. It's just that, and same thing with, um, the heavyweight division males as well, like, it just it's one it's arguably one of the hardest things for me to judge and two to put any sort of uh, you know, analysis on it because I, I mean at, at Sheffield too, it's like it was it was a debatable thing with Jesus' last poll and you know, they initially red lighted him. So um, I see that but that can come into play, but it, it with Sonita it seems like that deadlift is well out in front of Bonica. And uh, that's we haven't seen uh, like any point where deadlift matters and if you are that far ahead of someone on deadlift then you, i think i think it does turn to your advantage for a year of the favorite like we're talking about I even mean, lifts and then that deadlift at the end
2: yeah that's not how i take it all and yeah. then um i don't know how much you just talked about Brittany. But her last meet, she hit a 573 squat, 334 bench, 552 deadlift. But all of them looked kind of easy. Like, she did not push her limit. It was not RPE 10. So I actually have her predicted at about 492 if she goes about five above those numbers. And that puts her very close to what I have Bonica projected at, which is just me matching her Sheffield because we don't see her training ever. Um, And that was 1498. So I have a six-pound difference there. Brittany, Brittany, you
1: noted this too though, my only thing with Brittany, I I agree, she had more in that squat, that deadlift didn't look hard, but I think that was about her max, because she, I think that was her first meet in like two or three meets that she had hit more than one deadlift because of grip strength, uh, or grip or whatever it may be, uh, and and kind of how it gets stuck at lockout sometimes, so all three of them have some some question marks on deadlifts, so I I think we're likely going to see, if you're going off a subtotal and projected forecast, I think we're going to go into deadlifts with some pretty crazy close numbers between these three, and then it's going to be who executes on deadlifts. Um, but the craziest part, like uh, we've all alluded to, is that I think Sunita's the favorite. I think she is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I,
0: It's hard to, it's it's weird to say, I don't know, It's it, that's a strange thing, because it's like you have yes. arguably the most decorated female lifter ever competing and then we see a person, like, we're going off of... I mean, still meat totals. Don't. Get, so we're not just going simply based off gym totals, but I think gym totals are carrying this conversation quite a bit. And it's like, well, she's the favorite based on what we've seen that she can hit. I think it's because of the weight class, too. I think it's because, like, you don't really have any other variables. You just go in and hit your, hit your lifts. It's really it. You don't need a whole lot of other... Even though it's kind of a different world sometimes between, you know, the heavier weight divisions and the lighter weight divisions. Ah, it's... It's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting statement. That's correct. But the only thing that's holding you saying, no, you can't put someone as a favorite is because of the incredible amount of accolades, um, Bonica has.
2: And even I'm on open right now, looking at, uh, when Sonita has been at IPF Worlds, cause this, this is her third time going to IPF Worlds actually. And she actually missed her second and third deadlift both times at IPF Worlds. Well, there that's you go. also very telling.
0: Yeah, that's precedent right there. I mean, it's it, it's she has a deadlift that I can, I can go either way on. Like, I personally wouldn't red-light it, but we've seen it with Jesus before, where I'm like, I personally wouldn't red-light it, but I could see an IPF judge red-lighting it. So that, and that would be huge. And now if she goes one for three, that does take her out of consideration, but... It it can happen. It's not one of those things where it's like, well, you're relying on something that is a uh, that is a low odds thing. I would say it's a it's if you're making a bet, I would say it's about almost even yeah, that someone's gonna miss a lift, especially when you possibly have a history of up down or hitching or ramping. This is a tough one.
2: it's tough. I mean, I think I made my decision just because when you historically miss two deadlifts, and Bonique is more historically missing the one deadlift, but never had a reason to not just go for it, because why not? It makes me want to put Bonika first overall, but it's just the first time where she literally not only has one, but two people who will be chasing
1: her. Mm-hmm. She, she has that. She She's had that on the equipped side, though. Yeah. She's like, been, especially like World Games but oh, it's it. going off of the dots thing, uh, but yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll go first. I don't know if we're going. I don't think we have too much more to say. I've got Sunita first, Bonica second, and Brittany third. I, I, I we, we kind of skipped a little bit. Uh, Emily Merger. I mean, if, if yeah. Brittany was to miss, I don't think Sunita and uh, Bonica are at risk of this. But if Brittany was to really struggle with deadlifts, uh. And, Emily Merger starts to kind of come into the picture there too as she executes for that third spot. Yeah, I believe it's I believe it's Magier. Could be
0: wrong. Magier, Magier. Could be wrong. I. It was a while. I mean, squat and deadlift did not do me do me any favors this year in posting the pronunciation of all the French lifters this year. So I'll have to go back on recollection. But yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the disparity between placings can be quite high. Because there are a chance of a lot of mislifts, and it's it's going to be a lot of mislifts that none of like that they just don't fail outright. They're not dropping the bar. They're not budging it. They're not getting stuck halfway through. I think it's going to be a lot of technicality calls. And yeah, yeah, Bonica is no stranger to that. Like World Games, she got hosed. She got hosed with that call, and that was a deadlift she needed obviously to win. So you know, it's it, yeah, it's something she's she's used to. Um, so. For my, I see you gave your top three, right? Yep, see you did. Yep. Okay. Um, for me, I'm gonna go USA, number one, Bonica. Also, second place, Sonita. Awesome that we get that, by the way. I mean, if you couldn't pronounce Bonica's name right this time, at least you got Sonita to help you. I will start
1: saying Sonita. Oh my (laughs) god.
0: And you just mispronounced (laughs) the other one. And, um, I'll have a, um, Emily Merger, third.
2: All right. I'm going Bonica, first place. I can't not. She just has a history of performing well at IPF Worlds. Um, Then Sonita, and then Brittany.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. The predictions, the analysis, the hot takes of IPF females. Very excited to see this. That's team. What's up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Best, oh, we new best lifter in, okay.
1: Uh, let's just throw it out there. Let's do best lifter and team.
0: Well, hold on. I I would have to pick America based on my picks because if I just say oh, best, because yeah. I don't remember. I'm, I like as far as the points things go. I would. I think if you go and look back at all my predictions, I would have America winning.
1: I think I do too. I think I intentionally so did I'm that. Fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with my predictions. Okay. But, yeah, I'm going U.S. and Natalie Richards, best overall lifter. Nice. Okay.
0: It would have to come from I, I 57, I think.
1: I think, I think whoever well, – this is not completely biased. I think it's very plausible the best overall lifter comes from 57 because they're going to they're have to push. push. Uh, Amanda doesn't have to push. Leah probably doesn't have to push, as well as Leah's going to have a little bit higher body weight than the last time she maybe hit the total she's going to hit. Uh, Tiffany – uh we'll kind of see there but i think the 57 uh is going to be the class that's probably going to have to push the hardest and they're not going to be able to in any way sandbag so i think the winner of the 57 is going to be the best overall lifter and natalie's going to be winning it so
2: i say tiffany takes it again because no matter what she's going to push
0: okay i say i'm going to echo steve Natalie, and that'll be twice Solana's picked against Natalie. So let's let's keep that one. Let's let's keep that record. Natalie, if I don't
1: make weight at nationals. I'll be so upset. No, you're not making weight now. I I just got a DM <laughs> from Natalie that says I'm handling your weight cut now. So yeah, because
2: she knows what I said over the last two hours. That makes sense. Uh,
1: DMs are immediate.
0: We've been voice recording this entire thing separately. <laughs> that's. that's you know that's so. We yeah, get we go on two white lights. It's a lot of gotcha journalism, bad journalism, and gotcha journalism. Um, and so, so I mean, if we go into Solana's picks, do, do, can we tell like who, what nation she would pick?
2: Actually, yeah, Because again, this, this is paragraph. one of those
0: things that if you say something else, then your picks doesn't make any sense. This is true. Okay, hold on.
1: We got France. Uh, I think she picked France. Yeah, she took France. All
2: right. Italy. air. Oh, no, uh,
1: she did pick did Chelsea I? Savitt. Chelsea Savitt did move up a bunch, so that may, that may change it.
2: I think I, I chose America oh.
1: overall. You may America. have the Chelsea. Okay. Yeah,
0: well, how? I just don't, I don't understand how um, that
2: is. Um, Bonica, we got
0: Amanda. Amanda,
2: I chose oh, that would help us. Chelsea
0: third. Okay. Um, you pick Meg. Meg for third. third? Okay. Well, all right. I picked I her picked second. second. USA and. And
2: no one from America or France. I
0: don't know. I honestly Probably. putting these points together, I, I wouldn't even know.
2: Exactly. I have to. Know.
0: I would have to look. I just I just made it known that I'm I'm, I'm picking Americans. To win. I think I chose
2: America. Yeah,
0: it, this is an ego thing for me. It is the conversation of, even though it doesn't quite matter in, like, my mind as much, it just, it does. It's a it's a very petty thing that I have. When somebody, it's one of those things you don't care about until somebody starts saying it repeatedly. Like, okay, now I care. Now, now I feel like your tone is disrespectful towards the American powerlifting scene. So, yeah. Uh, gonna be exciting, though. Very excited to see the females compete at IPF Worlds um then they they get to kick off the competition as well on sunday so we get to see them first it'd be awesome all right we are going to split this episode you're not going to get a whole intro into the second episode we're going to go um with our men next just so you guys aren't listening to a four-hour podcast we'll see you guys with the men's preview